same nation. This was classic CIA tactics when he worked with a coup d'etat against the country. Don't budge. He's fighting it. You gotta be stupid at this point to not see what's happening. Welcome to Real Deal Media's number one show, World at War. Yes, I'm your cruise director, Dean Ryan, cruising with you to midnight and beyond until we rid the cancers of society around the world. And that's my opening statement because it's true. If you didn't get anything or capture anything from that uh, just marvelous uh, intro, well, they say a picture says a thousand words. Well, signs and symbols say a thousand pictures, and that certainly did that. Well, tonight is a very special episode. Once again, uh, just like uh, the previous night where we learned some things. Well, you're going to learn some things tonight. You're going to learn a lot of things tonight. You're going to learn that there is a secret and or not so secret shadowy government that uh, masquerades behind the little puppet politicians and how they infiltrate uh, independent media in certain branches of it, how they study the psychological uh, implications and elements that uh, people watch certain shows and how to infiltrate them and take advantage of them. You're going to learn that. But uh, the big enchiladas and the big takeaway is you're going to learn uh, who I'm now understanding is truly uh, one of the biggest perpetrators behind the day after January 5th of 2021. You're going to learn that. Then you're also going to learn who is uh, correlating and coordinating, rather, uh, with a certain law firm in that creepy, creepy state called Connecticut. And that's why tonight's episode is called The Hunt for Alex Jones. But uh, to join me for this uh, this deep dive and uh, exploration into the uh, wickedness that surrounds us, the saboteurs, is actually one of the people, one of the stars from that film Shadowgate from just two years ago. Uh, his name is Paul Berge. Uh, Paul's an author. He is a uh, host of his own show, which I had the pleasure of seeing the other night, and it's a fine job. 
And, but also he is someone who, like yours truly, was uh, kind of screwed over in a certain sense while making that film and shortly thereafter, but uh, has a lot to share with us here tonight, as do I. And I'm going to introduce him right now. I think he's here right in the studio. Paul Berge, welcome to World at War here. Nice to see you. Uh, thank you very much for having me. Patrick Berge. I'm, I mix up your name. Uh, I get them spun around all the time, though, too. I'm, I'm sorry, Patrick. I was reading something, and I, Paul, I've been having a lot of these issues. But, uh, yeah, Patrick, yes, I do apologize. Patrick, uh, thank you for joining us here tonight. And uh, now, full disclosure, we, we've never known about each other, or I haven't. We've never met before till the other day. And uh, why don't you share, uh, Patrick, real quick. Uh, of what brought uh, your attention towards me and how, how this meeting uh, began to uh, come about. Well, um, as you said, I was one of the, uh, one of the people, I don't like consider myself star in any of this. I wasn't, it, this wasn't acting or anything. I was a whistleblower in Shadowgate. Um, and uh, 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 when Shadowgate happened, so many things uh, changed after that happened. It was like, well, we'll go into that in more detail. But um, <clears throat> later on, as uh, things started to become more apparent, uh, I and and I started separating myself from uh, Millie, Gavin, Patrick Byrne, uh, Rudy Giuliani, Tory. Uh, as I started separating myself from them, I started uh, doing more research. And, and then people who would normally not have spoken to me would start sharing stuff with me. And then I saw I was uh, introduced to a, a video that you had done. Uh, and when I first started watching it, I was like, oh, this guy is just, you know, he he's just uh, like a jilted or something. He's just <laughs> saying these things about Millie. Scorned. Right? Yeah. Even though I'm like... Uh, in agreement with a lot of it, but Patrick, I, I, yes. let me stop here real quick because there's a mm -hmm. lot of people who are watching this. They don't know exactly who we're talking about. Uh, so what, what Patrick's talking about is that in this film that he was uh, in, it, you know, starring just uh, semantics for a minute, but it was done by a girl named Millie Weaver and her uh, just wonderful, pleasant husband, uh, Gavin Wince, Wincing, is it Wincy? Wince, Wince who, you know, who's, who is a filmmaker. Um, and rather than me tell you, but because uh, he was in the movie with them and, and that other girl, Tori Spelling, uh, let me just show you the clip that I, I, I think Tori changed. Uh, this Tori is the Spelling clip. is going to hate you if she ever hears oh, you oh, refer to that same one. Well, well <laughs> It's mutual at this point, but uh, this is a clip of, of yours truly back in 2020 that we dug up from the vault. And uh, I think this explains how I felt at the time. And now, mind you, the guy on the show, the other guy, uh, the, the Hobbit, he gave his review of the film the day prior. And I was just trying to catch up, but I had a lot to say. So this is me from two years ago. And uh, I was lacking vitamin D uh, back then. You'll notice. Here it is. Check it out. Files. Dean, your thoughts. 
Well, let, let me start from the, the low-hanging fruit, and that's Millie Weaver. And uh, I do want to make a public apology uh, for um, introducing the world to Millie Weaver. And yes, that's true. Uh, Millie Weaver uh, was discovered by me in 2013, and she wanted, uh, I got her the job at InfoWars. I was slowly doing that. And um, I thought she's exactly what the alternative media needs, uh, you know, a pretty girl just spouting off the news, reading the teleprompter. And it was, it's a wild, wild west industry. So basically she is shady to the core. I mean, this girl is, I don't even know where to start. I should do a special on it. She's controlled by the guy she's with, this Gavin guy. That's who made the movie. Millie just appeared in it. Now the movie's pretty decent, Jim. I watched like 20 minutes, but I cringe because I know she's a bad human being who, uh, you know, who publicly disemboweled me because her boyfriend at the time, seven years ago, said, because uh, he was trying to buy his way into InfoWars when I was working there. So he wanted to get me out of the way. So she said with a bold faced sociopath look, she didn't know who I was on a Twitter uh, a Twitter rant, and and then she's never met me before, even though we did reports together. And, and in full disclosure, I went on a few dates with her mom, and she's a stripper. And uh, you know, it was different times back then. I'm I'm a I'm a, a family man now, and, um, <laughs> and so, they've always had alterations. Oh, okay, I, I think that's good enough. Um, <laughs> that part, man, it's always. Yeah, I uh, I'm a family now. Oh, <laughs> I haven't seen this in like two years. I don't remember. So I'm glad we uh, got to see how it all began. But uh, I guess so. You saw that mm -hmm. at the time, and then and then take mm -hmm. us um, to what 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 took place next. And then I want to get into how you were discovered and what you did for the 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 intelligence agencies under the Obama administration, which is just pretty bombastic. Go ahead, uh, pa uh, Patrick. So, um, as you know, as you went further into that, you started set, you had, uh, mentioned, made some comments, uh, 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 about Gavin and his connections to like the Masons and OTA or OTAN. Uh, and I was like, wait a minute, because <clears throat> Gavin had, uh, uh, started trying to get me involved in that. He claimed he was a 33rd degree Mason and, I sent you the text and actually the I got the text in my book. Um, and what, you know, when I first met them, uh, I didn't know who they were. Right. And as things progressed, I started to see uh, that a lot of the things that I was initially told simply weren't true. <clears throat> so when I heard the comments that you said, uh, things that I probably would have dismissed uh, a year earlier uh, because I didn't know what was going on. And we were being attacked by like everybody. Right. Uh, I didn't know who yeah. to trust. If I would have seen that like a year earlier, I would have just thought it was another uh, troll or something. Just somebody. <laughs> Thank the, you. The, yeah. the documentary. Right. I wouldn't have known. Right. But when I saw it after having been with them for like a year's period of time, <clears throat> up and through the Giuliani thing through the following summer, all the things that happened. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Uh, what he's saying here is true. And you had made comments about Millie, like with MK ultra and such. These are things, yeah. although I don't have text messages showing those, these are things right. absolutely 
that they had uh, talked about uh, with Minna, her sister, and, and Millie. Well, and let me explain something, too, just to put this in context. If people are just getting here and, and trying to understand, like, why should we care? You're talking about uh, this person or that person. Understand that there's a reason that this is coming around again, which we're going to get to uh, later in the show. But we're building the foundation of, of um, the real moral of the story is how media, independent media especially, can be infiltrated, you know, and don't we know here at Real Deal Media, I mean, you look at the people that we have to just expunge, but this person here, this Millie Weaver, yeah, yeah, unfortunately, I discovered her and, and whatever at a party and never in a million years did I think, whoa, the next day, this woman literally could have ruined my entire career blackballing me uh, in 2013. And now, years later, she comes around again uh, with that little rat fink uh, husband of hers, I guess who he is now. The guy looked like he just escaped a, a laboratory if they're doing experiments on himself. Yeah, him. And they started shadowing Alex Jones on the campaign trail uh, in, in uh, 2016 for that the first uh, Trump uh, presidency. Everywhere he was, there was. And I told Alex, I told Roger Stone too, Stay away from this girl. This girl is pure evil and blank stare and evil. And she's not even in control. It's it's the rat fink husband that's in control. C uh, continue, Patrick, before I just totally. <laughs> I was uh, as much wanting to hear what you had to say with all of this uh, uh, as, um, uh, you know, because this does it does all tie this stuff in together. Um, you're going to start to see uh, in the coming weeks and months uh, as we approach the 2020 uh, midterms and as more things come out with like the January 6th committee. And I yes, know, which we, we want to hold I, off I on that. But yes, go ahead. I understand that that that's a partisan political thing. And we'll, we'll go into all of that. We're, we're going to get right? into all that. Uh, yes. But, you know, um, these things are all. Uh, uh, what we're talking about tonight, what he was warning people about years ago, you know, seven years later, uh, she's now, uh, her and, and Gavin and, uh, are now pretty much, uh, at the center of what was being, uh, what was going on in DC. Uh, the, this was uh, Millie and Gavin had a signed NDA uh, with Rudy Giuliani. Again, we're going to go okay. into that. Yes. Um, okay. Yes. Really Talk about this. It's involved with all of this, though. Yes. There's okay. So when involved. we get into everybody, when we get into the day after January 5th stuff, after the break, mm -hmm. you're going, you're, your heads are going to just, just skyrocket. They're going to spin. It's skyrocket. And Patrick's doing a great uh, job of, of, of teasing this now because he needs to. And, uh, but I couldn't believe it when he told me, and there's even more, and there's a reason why it's the hunt for Alex Jones, which you're going to find out. And, you know, I have no ill will towards Alex. Uh, I've never spoken badly about him publicly, although there's a chump out there connected to all this. You know who I'm talking about? I'm talking about, because uh, I'm just finding this out now. Uh, what's his face? Uh, 
Patrick, please tell me his name. I, I can't seem what? to remember. Uh, that's right. Uh, Pete Santilli. Yeah, that guy. So, so anyways, as I'm now critiquing the film, uh, Mr. Uh, superhero over there with his, with his uh, 1970s gay porn mustache over here. Uh, yeah. This guy, Mr. Woodchipper that can build you a dam. It just like better than any beaver you can imagine. Yeah. Him. He comes out and strikes against me on Twitter and just relinquishes and releases just pure hell on me talking about his manhood while he pretends to be a little Christian conservative on Sundays. But when in all he's a rat. Now here's why he's important because as this is now happening, he's been circumventing around for the past year how Stuart Rhodes is a fan. Stuart Rhodes is a fed. You don't want him on. He's whispering in Roger Stone's ear. He's whispering. Now he's best friends with Alex Jones. I mean, talk about upside down world. This, this is the, uh, this is the poser right here that went to go to Infor's office to bullhorn them, harass them, tell everybody that Alex is CIA, how he has the wicked, uh, Wikipedia, um, WikiLeaks passwords, and all these things, and how Alex is the enemy. He probably does. Enemy. <laughs> this is this is Pete Santilli. Now this guy, this guy is now claiming he brought Roger Stone to help him get out of the the, the Bunny Ranch fiasco. And I know he's watching, and and because when he's not busy watching himself in the mirror, he watches me. That's fine. So now he gets out of prison or, or whatever in the Bunny Ranch thing in 2017. Roger and I were working that case. I was helping Roger. I don't need the credit and all that stuff. But then he comes striking against me and then has been trying to blackball me ever since 2017. And I said to everybody, when we did the Bright Teon TV experience last year, I said to Kristen, I said to Lisa and everybody, I said, you watch. Look who's going to take our time slot. Once we're gone, look and look, notice all the sock puppet accounts and of attacking yours truly here and everybody sounds like Pete because he is a thug. Now, if in now, furthermore, here's a little clip and, at a time when, when people like Sir Rhodes could have been doing the interview circuit before he went to prison, no one wanted to touch him with a 10 foot pole. Well, this uh, greasy, salacious, uh, wannabe hack did the following with uh, Miss Plastic Face. Check this out. Um, somebody said, Pete Dilly Stuart Rhodes says you better tell him to his face. Oh, I, I'm not afraid of Stuart Rhodes, okay? <laughs> Trust me, all right? Oh, we got, boy. Where, where, there's people out there sprinkling stuff on F-Book. All right, okay? all right. Yeah, okay. How about if I say this to your face? You're, you know, I mean, I got to say this. You're mm -hmm. on a communist platform. You're a communist enabler trying to talk to me. Can I say something? Yeah. If Stuart Rose hadn't been hiding like a girl under like his a bed, pussy. Um, right. maybe Pete would have said it to his face. Oh, yeah. And a lot of other people would yeah. have said it to his face. Yeah. And, you know, maybe he shouldn't be such a coward. Yeah, I'll say, I'll, as a matter of fact, I'll line up every single defendant that Stuart Rhodes abandoned. He took all of the membership dues. And then when everybody got rounded up, Stuart Rhodes head for the hills. Mr. Constitution during the Bunny Ranch trials was nowhere to be found. Didn't return any. He could have provided great testimony and chose not to. We all rotted not one dollar 
was even deposited uh, into our commissary funds. No families were taken care of. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll not only say it to his face, if I see Stuart Rhodes personally, I'll shove my fist down his throat. Oh. Okay, for abandoning all the patriots that he purports to be standing for the Constitution. Stuart Rhodes is a freaking pussy. Okay, okay. He is. He ran for the hills when it mattered. And he always does. He's hiding in a bunker somewhere right now while all of his people that were doing his dirty work for him uh, are rotting in a DC chair. That, that, that's enough of that, that human horse there who should be bobbing for apples and stay off air. Let me tell him something here because he defended Millie Weaver. He tried to ruin me. He's trying to ruin people that uh, wanted to have Stuart on. Okay. That, that's the true Pete right there. He's a vicious mother buster. And I'll tell you on a personal level, Pete, you were so desperate and so hard to get uh, Roger Stone's number uh, as when I was at my grandfather's deathbed. Okay. When I was at my grandfather's deathbed, you were blowing up my phone, threatening me until you got his number and you got it through uh, Michelle Fiore, the, whoever that, you know, in Las Vegas, but you are a sick, vile piece of shit. And you know, you are, and I'm not afraid of you. You're afraid of me. That's the way it is. And, and then he tapes me. He tapes me secretly at a pool area and then brings it to Alex Jones to further blackball me, where I'm just talking about how the Daily Mail wanted to interview me about N4s, and I said no. Yeah, yeah. Pete, pick a finger, and I hope you pick this one right there. Go ahead, um, Patrick, after that um, little <laughs> diatribe there. So my experience, I met uh, Pete w right after either, I think actually before Shadowgate was released, like while I was in Ohio, maybe. Um, uh, I had a chance to, uh, uh, speak with him. Um, I have issues with people that he is friends with, like, you know, uh, uh, Roger Stone, for example. Um, I find it very interesting, but, but on the same note, uh, Pete's always been fair to me. I don't know him. I don't know your situation. Like prior to that, uh, clearly there is one, uh, I can't, I can't keep track of all these things right um but so my experience with pete like i agree with what you're saying like about one thing right um with the fake like accounts and stuff that's almost he actually um talks about that openly that's how he really uh, uh th those fake bots and those fake accounts helped uh those fake mm -hmm. bots and those fake accounts actually helped uh uh, helped him grow his platform. And what was I talking about in Shadowgate? I was trying to say fake bots, these things bad, right? So, he does. He I, does. You know, so obviously I have uh, professional issues, but then on the same note, uh, I don't have like any personal issues. Uh, with and, and he, and was, a, he God, was a Marine and I, I'm prior military as an army. So yeah. uh, I always try, I kind of, I have that, I always kind of share that respect for uh, right. uh, for a brother like that, right? So I don't want to, I understand you guys have your thing. I certainly, I've pissed off enough people. It's like, uh, I don't know. No, I understand. I understand. In that, in that it, pile. It, it's just, <laughs> he's, he's part of this equation because he's the guy that is sandbagging uh, Stuart Rhodes because all that bullshit he said, it, it was Stuart Rhodes that told Pete Santilli, the, the, the uh, grease ball from New York, 
to don't go into the Malheur Refuge in Oregon when Pete had his little pom-poms on his roller skates and said, hurrah, let's go, everybody, because I was told to do it because you know why? Read it and reap, Pete. We don't forget around here because you're an FBI informant. You got a problem with that? Take me to court. Let's go. And guess what? Deb, his little co-host there, Miss Plastic Face, yet your daughter even validated this. This is 2013 when he co-opted the first Truckers DC March. He co-opted, stole their uh, PayPal, and I know he does that because he tried to do it to me and Mike Adams, and he, uh, he tried to break into colleagues of mine, their Facebooks. I know. So this is the type of shady people now, everybody, that get into the wild, wild west of independent media, independent media. So we all understand. Now, I, I want to get off that because my blood pressure is going through the roof, uh, Patrick. Isn't it interesting, though, how you have, it's almost like the quote unquote insurgency, which actually it's more of a coup d'etat, uh, an attempted coup d'etat than an insurgency, in my opinion. Uh, but um, uh, it's amazing to me how you have so many of the people that were involved at that point in Bundy Ranch, right? Um, Stuart Rhodes uh, with the Oath Keepers, um, uh, uh, Pete Santilli, although he's not like tied to it uh, like Pete Ro like Stuart Rhodes. Um, you've got the one AP guys. Rose, you've yeah. got two all different people: Pete Rhodes and Pete Santilli. Just so we know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, you know, so, so uh, uh, I find it really interesting how all of this, even your, okay, so here you have a connection to you, uh, Millie, Gavin, going back to 2013, and how mm. this, like, it's not even a six-degree separation of Kevin Bacon. Now, um, these people... Uh, are all kind of uh, uh, tied together. Uh, 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 Pete, Millie, um, yeah, you know, uh, uh, Stuart Rhodes, Stuart Rhodes' attorney, which I don't know, we'll go into this in a bit. Stuart Rhodes' attorney was my attorney, right? I didn't know she was like Rhodes' attorney, and I didn't know how, uh, I didn't know Rhodes' involvement at the time. Uh, I also found out later she was banging him. Right. And uh, uh, but when we get more into Millie's mom in Shadowgate, which I think you wanted to talk about that, like after the break, uh, you're going to find that Kelly Sorrell, who was banging Stuart Rhodes, uh, is <laughs> my my ex attorney <laughs> was actually connected to Millie's mom. Right. Okay. Uh so right. you see how right, all right. of okay. this so okay, i, I so, bet you've got all of these right, uh right, these right, personality right. conflicts you've got these personal well, real deep is. personal issues real deep personal issues sometimes even like family related issues well it's uh, personal yet, and professional yes. and it, it, it he put my life in in, in uh, just a very man position saying i was a photographer on the fbi at, at bunny ranch bridge where i had mm -hmm. Yosemite Sam trying to kill me, but let I'm, I want to return to to the our, our, our characters here in, in a little bit. I want to get into what you did uh, originally under the Obama administration, 
and what you were discovering and how you became the whistleblower. Then we'll get back to our, our cast of uh, circus characters here uh, after afterwards. Go ahead, um, Patrick. So actually, I started under Bush administration, technically. Uh, I uh, started on the, uh, uh, well, real quick, real quick. Okay, so uh, I'm a unique individual in that in 2005, I had a, a, a wife, two kids, uh, minivan, mortgage, uh, and I was an IT guy, uh, and I decided to enlist in the Army at the age of 39. I was actually the first 40-year-old to complete basic training in the history of Fort Benning. Um, after uh, completing my required time of service, I was, uh, I was uh, Army Reserve. Uh, I was too old to actually go in active duty. Uh, after, but after completing my retire, my uh, required time of service, I uh, got into contracting, and I took the contract. I took a contract in October of 2007, so we were still in Bush term, uh, and I went over to uh, Iraq on a one-year contract to help uh, pioneer capabilities. Uh, and that's all I say is that I helped to pioneer the capabilities uh, for what was known as IIA interactive internet activities, right? And that's basically, it, it was basically uh, the Department of Defense and the U.S. government trying to figure out this new thing called like smartphones, the internet, uh, as far as its social media's impact on it and how this could um, uh, be a potential threat to uh, America from our adversaries or how we could potentially uh, use it um, uh, uh, for counterintelligence, uh, overtly, covertly, they wanted to understand, um, these things. And, uh, also they were exploring with, um, they were exploring with, uh, 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 uh understanding the data under this, understanding the potential of the data that you could collect and what you could do with the data. Right. Right. And, and, and this was roughly, uh, this was when Bush was in office. Is so I started, I, I first, uh, I first, uh, uh, went over to uh, Iraq in October of 2007. I left okay. uh, around that time, uh, September actually of 2008, just a, a few days so short. So this was like in the, the uh, infancies of like YouTube, which now we know in Facebook, of course, roughly around that time, which we now know was being mm -hmm. used to monitor the, the communities of people, the, the, the interwebs of who's chatting to who, uh, how to stop revolutions before they start, hence 2009 in Iran with Twitter. Uh, so this was the beginning of it. That's why YouTube in the beginning, I'm sure you're aware of, was such a free platform. People were making bank off of it. and But they wanted to get us hooked to all this stuff before they shut us down in the virtual book burning. Is, is that correct, uh, Patrick? Uh, pretty much, you know, um... It was in its infancy. Uh, social media platforms were really just starting to take off. The the uh, you know the the high speed capabilities going into everybody's home and on their phones. Uh, so they wanted to understand it, uh, and what that did. And and I what who I was supporting out there was the fourth uh, Pog, the uh, fourth psychological operations group. Um, I ended up working in that area from 2007 to 2010, carried over into uh, Obama's administration. The company I worked for was a company called Dynology, and that company was owned by uh, General James Jones. There, it was a family-owned business, and his son, Jim Jones, uh, was the president. I answered directly to Jim. Um, 
what we did though after we you know i spent like a year on the ground in iraq uh help working with the force psychological operations group to build these capabilities at taxpayer expense um but when the contract was over and we lost in a rebid uh general jones our company uh dynology which was a small company we only there was only about maybe 12 or 15 of us working there at the time uh they kept the intellectual property rights to that they brought it back and kind of repackaged these capabilities, okay, which I well, can now well, talk about. Okay, yes. Tell us, when you mean <laughs> capabilities, are, are mm-hmm. you talking about just having someone's webcam on and, and just seeing them? No, um, no. The, day, uh, the capabilities ex- I can yes, discuss exactly. like on something we, we made available commercially, and I can show you flyers and such, were uh, like the ability to not only create uh, uh, those sock puppet accounts uh, in a very real way, right? So that um, your adversary could not tell the difference whether or not you were, you know, I, one of the, one of my components of that was helping to provide uh, the capabilities for non-attribution, right? Uh, To make it look like I was anyone coming from anywhere that I wanted to. Um, so that, you know, uh, I mean, if, a if a guy logged in on his laptop from a cave in Afghanistan and saw that he was speaking to someone out of Virginia, he might become suspicious. Right. So, but, uh, uh, like I said, I don't go into anything we may or may not have done, uh, tactically or operationally. Uh, one thing I can talk about though, is that one of our, uh, one of our uh, responsibilities was to help provide uh, 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 the public affairs office with uh, uh, capabilities, right? To be able to help disseminate our message to what was called the Sahawa or the awakening, uh, the Sunni awakening. And that's where they had really brought for the first time together, uh, brought together for the first time in like a thousand years, the Sunni and Shia to fight with Americans against AQI, Al-Qaeda in Iraq, right? We did that by providing them a common enemy. But it was, you know, if you're coming at them uh, all labeled with, you know, this is a, a, you know, a, a... a broadcast from the United States Army, they're not going to necessarily sure. listen so, to you, So So basically, this was psychological warfare at its uh, infancy, but at the time, it's finest. Mm-hmm. And But I, I want you media. to... Yeah, okay. I want to touch upon this. This is very, very key. And, you know, I mentioned to you the other day uh, on the phone, you know, we're just showing each other's resume as show and share. And, and I said, I worked at Coast to Coast, uh, AM as producer for a brief uh, time. And you said, well, that's very key because there's a niche demographic tied to that, that certain in, in, in infiltrators, informants use to capitalize on to get everyone hooked because they know that people that watch uh, that are into the trafficking stories or the the uh, pedo gate of kids and very emotionally passionate uh, uh, kind of topics that those people, that demographic have blind allegiances where you can infiltrate there and then command people to the certain narrative or places you want them to go. Can you mm-hmm. shed some light on that? Because I think this is very key in what we're facing right now, which people are going to find out about here in, in, in a little bit here. 
So the, I think the best way to explain that is by an example that people understand, and that would be Cambridge Analytica, right? So Cambridge Analytica owned by uh, Steve Bannon. Um, they were sued, uh, put out of business. He was in partnership with uh, uh, a, a, UK, a, a British intelligence, a guy that owned a massive British intelligence firm, right? Oh, that's wonderful. Um, so they partnered up and they started um, Cambridge Analytica. What was Cambridge Analytica uh, busted for? They were busted for uh, stealing data, largely, um, or uh, yeah, stealing data and using it, using the that data as psychographics to manipulate. Now, Facebook was fined a couple billion dollars uh, for allowing them to access it. But, you know, their uh, Facebook also claimed that they were kind of stealing it, too. They weren't doing it lawfully. We'll go into that. We can go into that in a bit because the Democrats were doing it before the Republicans were. If you think about uh, back in 2008, uh, Obama, his national security advisor, uh, Brittany Kaiser, who uh, testified she was an employee of Cambridge Analytica. She testified uh, that uh, Bannon, that um, uh, one of their key target demographics were called by Bannon's Cambridge Analytica, um, the neurotics, right? right? So, and that was literally from Brittany Kaiser, who was working for Cambridge Analytica, which uh, General Flynn was on the board of directors of. And right. she, but she, before that, back in like 2008, she was uh, Obama's like senior social media Okay. You know, uh, now, now why do they call it neurotica? Why, why are they calling it a neurotica term? The, the neurotic, right? The neurotic. Explain, right? yeah, explain that uh, if you could just a little further, because that, that, that ties in what I was sharing earlier, please. So yeah. what they have the ability to do, and especially now, see, what when I was involved with it from like seven to ten, you know, uh, uh, AI and such wasn't in a stage where it could really do so much of the work we had to have analysts be able to um collect and document the uh uh conversations and the profiles and the as much information as we could get on individuals uh, that were our targets right and we needed to be able to have that data uh to build profiles that we could use to uh, communicate to these people right um so what we were able to do were, was uh, to collect this information, collect this data, and then use it psychographically. If you think about it, I mean, if you can uh, uh, find a, uh, an Iraqi kid who might be um, highly subjective to strapping on a, uh, a, a suicide vest, and you can talk that individual out of doing it, right, because uh, you explain to them that it's not uh, the, it's not part of the Quran. It's actually, you're, it's, it's a really bad thing. And it's going to end up poorly for you, even in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, there, right? There's no 71 virgins yeah. anywhere. Or maybe they yeah. just remain virgins and that's some sort of a hell. <laughs> They're all really hot. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. So, okay. There's a lot of psych warfare and, and I've known yes. people that did that in Iraq. So now let's yeah. get to the point where you're, you're, you're doing all this. Now the Obama administration has mm -hmm. uh, taken its course and you blow the whistle on what exactly. And what did you see that was so foul that you said, you know what? I have to do the right thing and blow the whistle. Well, when I uh, uh, I came back from uh, a contract I was working in South Korea in 2015, May of 2015, 
Um, I came back after I was basically forced to leave. Uh, I'd been there for five years. Uh, and I came back as I like um, uh, a day after I filed a formal complaint of fraud, waste and abuse. Um, I the uh, they, they modified the contract I had been on for five years, removing only the requirements for my position. And then within a couple of days after it was gone, after I was gone, they modified the contract back to its original requirements and replaced me. And this was like just a day after, uh, you know, um, a, a day after I had filed this complaint about a, uh, a GS employee, like a, a, a division chief who had threatened uh, to fire me. And I was doing my job, right? I he, he wanted administrative access to a classified network and he didn't have the access. So I'll, uh, okay, so I'm getting Expl yeah, explain to GS, uh, a GS employee. If you uh, GS employee is a government service employee, right? Okay. So it was a division so, okay. chief. Very, they someone very they wanted, important. They wanted to fire you because why? What, I wouldn't what give exactly? Them access, I wouldn't give him access to a classified network, administrative access to a classified network that he didn't have authorization for. And so okay. he's like, well, I need this now. Give it to me or you're going to be gone. And if I had given it to him, I'd be violating national security, right? I could be thrown right. in jail. So wow. I was blown away that 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 my uh, that my company, which was owned by a four-star general, the former NATO Supreme Allied Commander, Obama's national security advisor, would throw me under the bus because I and, and not stand up for me doing my job protecting because you didn't want to play ball and at this time they they, yeah. they were executing operation hammer the, the entire time and now did you come across any operation hammer kind of uh, overlap like the and scorecard thing well operation hammer in the sense that they were bugging every judiciary uh, uh, member, every Congress a politico of, of importance around the country, every celeb uh, celebrity. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's, there's a reason that Jay Leno got fired when he did, when he started using, doing more Obama jokes. They were trying to make the Obama character in, in that uh, polish of him pristine that if anyone ever had a critique, they'd be like, what are you talking about? You racist. So there was that effort. That's what Operation Hammer uh, was invoking. Oddly enough, started by George Tenet right after 9-11 uh, because we had to. Michael find, Hayden was involved yeah. in that as well, correct? Michael Hayden was involved. Brennan, who is the creator of, of Obama, heavily involved. I don't know where he is now. I hope he's pushing daisies. But Tori, uh, Tori worked for Brennan, she claimed. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll get to uh, misspelling here, uh, uh, and we'll explain who that uh, little uh, other rat fink is. So now, so now you're hearing about Operation Hammer. They're doing all these illegal activities. Well, I didn't. Uh, I wasn't familiar with that operation specifically. But but at the very least, they're breaching uh, a code of ethics. They're breaching national security. They're breaching. Uh, the, the Privacy Act, the uh, Fourth Amendment of no illegal search and seizure under the uh, Constitution. So you were seeing some very, very uh, just nefarious things go around uh, your place of employment at that time. You might understand so, that. Um, so the, uh, I can actually like answer that, right? Uh, and I can, I can make it not even a conspiracy theory. If you go to clearforce.com, right? And again, I'm not familiar with Hammer as far as any classified name, right? But I understand 
uh, what its description is, right? So if you go to clearforce.com uh, and then go to the about section, you'll see that it was founded by General James Jones, Obama's national security advisor, and Michael Hayden is CIA director, right? And then, <clears throat> but what does uh, Clearforce do? Well, Clearforce, um, uh, it, it, it scrapes your social media, it uh, scrapes your financial records, your uh, medical records, your travel records, your criminal background, and it builds predictive behavioral models that determine whether or not you are likely to steal or leak. Although, obviously, they could uh, affix that with any algorithm that they wanted to, right? Um, so what they do is they offer that as a service uh, to uh, companies that do hiring, right? Now, they offer it as a service. Uh, they offer it as a, a form of compliance uh, for the Department of Defense, uh, NISPOM compliance, for people who, for companies who have employees that have clearances, right? So post Snowden, uh, the government, instead of actually fixing the whistleblower problems, uh, they decided, let's build this minority report like predictive application, AI application. Predictive programming. Determine whether or not, even if you've never stolen or leaked anything, if it decides you are likely to, you're going to, you could lose your job that you have. You could not get a job you were applying for. And if you literally go to Clearforce's website, you'll see that their client lists are all mainstream media, Fox News, huh. uh, all of them, you know. Uh, so basically, all your journalists uh, across uh, the, all the mainstream media journalists are their hiring and firing is 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 at least in some part uh, being controlled by Obama's national security advisor and a CIA director. Now, they also claim on their website that they monitor all their communications, email yeah, and all true. that, both inside and outside of the office. So. Isn't that crazy? Doesn't that kind of sound like hammer? Uh, very much so. <laughs> found in, your hammer. Extension. Yeah, we, we found the hammer, everybody. Okay, so I want to recap here um, for people just joining us because we're going to hit a hard break here, uh, and then we're going to then we're going to tell you what you need to know. We're, we're going to lay it down thick after the break. But uh, so at this point, uh, Patrick, not Paul, <laughs> Patrick. <laughs> So if I could edit that out, I would in real time. But um, Patrick uh, discovered me through a, a little rant I had, you know, and obviously I was having fun there two years ago, but, you know, it, it was a bad time shortly thereafter. But I was telling the truth of what happened to me. I, I could have this whole career I, I created could have been killed by this this woman, whatever. And then we got into the, the, the P. Chantilly, who uh, I hate talking about, uh, but um, when I do, I make sure I do it well. Uh, his involvement with her and what he's done to steamroll uh, Stuart Rhodes behind the scenes. Yes, Pete, we know what, what you do and how, how you just, your lips are sewed to Alex Jones's derriere for monetary reasons, I'm sure. Mr. Conservative Christian now. Quick, quickly, uh, Pete, find that Bible quick. Uh, so, uh, you know, so we talked about that. And that involvement of Bundy Ranch, which he was surrounded by FBI informants like crazy. They knew about it. They showed me who they were. He's very used to it. He has the same tactics as Millie, has the same tactics as uh, Pick a Stalker, same tactics of, of that. So that's how this all came to place. And that's how 
Patrick found me. Now we know a little bit about his background and what he saw. And it's a whole lot more, but we're trying to fit it all in here in a certain time frame. It's so a lot. It, it really is. We need a 10-hour uh, show, of, uh, of course. So here's what we're going to do, uh, Patrick. Um, we're going to take a quick break. And I'm going to just put you in the dugout uh, real quick. And you've just been very gracious. So hold tight there. Uh, hold tight. Uh, whoops, that's me. Hold tight for a second. So when we get back here, uh, we're going to get into the law firm in Connecticut connected to Sandy Hook. Then we're going to get into Giuliani, what I know about it, who's behind Giuliani, and who is now perpetuating false, fictitious election fraud evidence on purpose. You're going to blow, it's going to blow your mind. But Lisa Duffy, our, our producer here during the halftime, she's going to fill us in on what this OTO, high-level messianic, Illuminati, geek squad is all about, which is very serious in a sense. There's, there's a lot of satanic elements to it. And this is exactly who... Uh, the Gavin, the Wincy Winter uh, is part of. This is exactly who uh, the, the Millie Weaver character, her lineage is a part of. Lisa's going to fill us in on that and some other uh, very unusual notables that's going on around, around the world right now. So hold tight. This is World at War. And uh, I'm still Dean Ryan, I think. <laughs> but we're going to take a quick break. I'm, and get to all that and more because I have no fear. You understand? No fear. False evidence appearing real. And I'm coming for you just like you came for me. Prepare yourself. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Well, it's summertime and we are ready to go to the beach. Ain't that right, fellas? <laughs> Bubbles, all your friends are here. Come on now, we're going to the beach today because our summer collection is now out. Oh, yes, it is. Yes, that's right. It's real deal being a summer sale. It is that time of the year where we have to let it all out with our one-piece Real Deal Medium bathing suit. Look at that one piece. It is beautiful, but that's not all. It comes with a Real Deal Medium bikini. Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> Whoa, slow down, We got our Fauci pops. We got our Real Deal Medium established swim trunks. Oh, and this tiger is hungry. Look at how hungry he is. Ain't no food, ain't no steak. But we also got Real Deal Medium leggings. This bear's hungry too. Oh my God, we got our shirts, we got our hokey pokies, we got an officer and a gerbil man, and this bear is gonna eat me if I don't get some things. So look at that Real Deal Media Icon shirt. 
beautiful. Look at that twilight zone. Who's that young man there? Oh, but that's not all. You said, what about the beach attire? Well, we got towels. We got a lot of towels. I got a daydream believer. We have a real media towel in case you get soaking wet on that beach, but you can bring your little fruit snacks and your late night update. You got your little backpack and just pop that man. He goes back to school. Bubba's so happy. He is so happy. Well, it's a deal now. I promise to take you to the beach. So go to Real Deal Media's summer sale now. It is beginning. We are so happy. And Bubba's standing on his head, and so am I. Once again, you just get your summer collection on by going to realdealmedia.tv forward slash store. You're going to get all your necessities, your wants, your needs, and everything your hearts desire. I swear. But that's not all, folks. You can now use your promo code. One time only, summer 22, when you go to the checkout and you'll get some additional savings you won't even imagine. Well, my name ain't Cal Worth Ding. Somebody feed this damn man. I ain't no pop shop for this, man. Get this fire, big always love this old thing. Welcome back, that was Bubbles, I'm Lisa Duffy, and you're watching World at War on Real Deal Media. If you go to the Real Deal Media store today at realdealmedia.tv forward slash store and buy some of the brand new summer collection items designed by myself, Jamie and Dean Ryan and put in the code SUMMER22, that's SUMMER22 at checkout, you can get amazing savings and some awesome fashion designed by a bunch of very talented designers, even if I do say so myself. If you'd like to become a Real Deal Media member and get exclusive access to our Saturday night VIP-only broadcasts, as well as exclusive watch parties, a weekly newsletter, and much, much more, go to realdealmedia.tv forward slash membership and join up today for just $9.99 a month or $99 a year, saving two months overall. You too can become a Real Deal VIP and see what crazy stuff goes on behind the scenes. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch with us, email us at info at realdealmedia.tv and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. But uh, Quite a lot of emails coming in, but uh, just be patient and we'll get back to you. Anyway, quickly going to go on to the half chime and then I'm going to do something a bit different today and tell you about uh, a Masonic thing. So, uh, first of all, let me go over to the UK. There was a debate today, quite like your American presidential debates, between Rishi Sunak and Liz Truss, who are uh, up for Bojo's job after he's resigned. And this debate had to go off the air after the talk TV presenter, Kate McCann, collapsed uh, for some unknown reason uh, on the air. And uh, there's a little video I'm going to play of that for you so you can see exactly what happened. But it was very bizarre. How do you keep uh, people on side? How do you keep people with you when they are suffering and things are likely to get worse? Well, the cost of not doing anything to stand up to Vladimir Putin is immense. If he succeeds in Ukraine, he's not going to stop there. He's going to challenge the freedom and democracy. Oh There you go. Boom. 
sounded quite painful. Uh, so she apparently just fainted, but they had to cancel the whole debate. Uh, strange things happening all over with people's health, isn't there? And I wonder why. What possibly could have happened in 2022 that's making stuff like that happen live on TV? And we're quickly going to go over to uh, America. Twitter has blown up today after Kamala Harris uh, introduced herself using her pronouns and also decided to describe her outfit, which was random as hell and really bizarre. And there's a little video of that. I believe Dean's going to queue that up for you before I get on to the next part. So, uh... No, I can't play it, Lisa. It's it's, it's through that uh, Fox News. They, they they blocked me. I can't play it. But just assume it's terrible. Just it's nasty. Imagine sitting at the table and saying, hello, I'm Kamala Harris. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm wearing a blue suit. That's basically what she said. And it's like, really? Really? Right, yeah, no she's reason. terrible. She should be in a strain jacket, uh, but uh, continue, Lisa, and then I'll, I'll, I'll come in towards the tail end before we get uh, Patrick back. Yeah, that's it for the, the headlines, really. We're uh, going to now talk about this secret society. Right, OTO. The letters OTO stand for Ordo Templi Orientis. And I'm going to show you the logo. Right here a little logo and it means the order of the temple of the orient or the order of the oriental templars the origins of OTO are traced back to German occultist Karl Kellner, Henrik Klein, Franz Hartmann and Theodore Roos. The OTO was then completely reshaped by none other than, wait for it Alistair Crowley Yes. That's where it gets interesting. There he is. Alistair Crowley died in 1947, and the four main branches of the OTO have claimed exclusive descent from the original organisation. The main one of these is based in California and is headed by an ex-student of Alistair Crowley's, or at least it was, and his name was Grady McMurty. This uh, quite attractive-looking fellow here with a lovely little spectacles on. Uh, he assumed the title Caliph of the OTO as is specified in correspondences between him and Crowley dating back to the 1940s. And you'll find out why this is all relevant uh, when Dean comes back, but it's very interesting and very relevant to what's coming up. The OTO was modelled after and associated with European Freemasonry. Who knew? and contains the same ritualistic practices and degrees, etc., as your typical Freemason Lodge. However, unlike the Freemasons, OTO is centred around Crowley's Thelema. You've all heard of Thelema before, and is the central religious principles. And, yeah. Basically, the OTO, the Temple of Templi Orientis, accepts the principles of the Book of Law, which was written by Alistair Crowley in 1904. In short, this book proclaims a new eon in human thought, culture and religion, and emphasises the law of Thelema, which is, do what thou wilt. Basically, which means, when you translate that down, live by your own true will, aka do whatever the hell you like, because there's no consequences. Thelema is a complicated set of magical, mystical and religious beliefs that were formed in the early 20th century. To narrow it down to its most basic, these people believe that we live in the age of Horus. 
And here we go, the Age of Horus. There's a little OCNI there as well. We've represented the previous ages. The Age of Isis was a time of matriarchy. The Age of Osiris was a time of patriarchy. And the Age of Horus, who is their child, is an age of individualism. The child Horus striking out on his own to learn and grow. Believers in Philema will insist that they do not worship Satan, which is both true and false. Yeah, it's only it, it, they never do. But uh, so here, here, what Lisa's talking about now is uh, the husband of um, Millie. Uh, this character here, yeah, that guy. Yeah, that's as seen on TV. Uh, he is part of the uh, Satanic Order. Uh, the OTO, a bunch of uh, doofuses that get around red robes and uh, do some very satanic stuff. Well, how do we know that? Oh, because it's true. Thousand percent off the record. Nothing's off the record with you, Gavin. Uh, he said, Patrice, whatever, now having passed away, I can share his name. He was uh, Secretary General of the OTAN and others. Uh, can you say uh, older pre existing security protocols? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah, he's a part of it. He is the mind controller. They Look, mind control is real. It's not what you think it is or saw in the movies. There's other methods and methodologies to do it, and they usually do it to sexually abused individuals. Okay, Millie Weaver comes from a long line of this. And to further my point here, because I don't just speak out of my derriere like uh, guys with the 70s porn mustache there. Well... Just to prove a point here, and I come uh, bearing gifts per usual. Look at this thing here. This is the long line of uh, Masonic politicos that are behind the Millie Weaver uh, character and experience. Oh, there it is. Leo Ryan. Yes, I heard about him. Hence Felicia's uh, father or something. Cousins. All high-leveled Masons right there. Now, this guy right here, Lisa, uh, his name is, uh, excuse me for a moment, uh, yeah, th that, so yeah, Congress, Leo Ryan, do you recognize him? He was at Ghana for Jim Jones when they all drank the Kool-Aid and died. He was the congressman that was there mm -hmm. and then he was killed when he tried to escape. Yeah. So there's a long list in line of these, uh, extremely creepy messianic figures that surround the, uh, the, the, uh, the Millie Weavers and her, her sister Mina, Mina whatever, uh, was dating another high-leveled um, congressperson in California. I can't remember his name. Hung out with him one time at that party. Know him. And this was the party I met them at right here. Oh, you remember that, Millie? And there's Felicia in the middle. She was so nice to me. There's Minna, and then that's Polly Shore in the middle. So, you know, this is what happens here, Lisa. And we're just unleashing the demons on these people. Yeah, there is a you reason know? that the OTO set up their headquarters in California. It's on the 33rd parallel. Really? It's also the throat shocker of the world, uh, Los Angeles. It's on they the, uh, and they set up right on this line. Isn't that interesting? How special? Yeah. And they have a they have a lodge in, in Culver City. They invited me once. Uh, I told this story. Yes. The Masons invited me, a friend of mine, to go there uh, for a buffet. Uh, I didn't go because it was... 35 bucks. And I said, that's too much for buffet. So I guess that, that saved me from being a, a whatever Mason. I, I just don't care. I, I wouldn't want to belong to any organization that would have me. But Lisa Duffy, thank you so much for your half chime.
enlightenment. Yep. Okay. Thank you very much. We'll see you uh, shortly towards the end. All right. We are back. Thank you, everybody, for uh, rejoining us here at World at War. I am still Dean Ryan, cruising with you to midnight and beyond, and I have a very special guest here uh, tonight, Paul Berge. I'm going to bring him back in a second uh, to recap what we did in the first half here before we took our little uh, halftime intermission is we talked about the origins of these people, how he uh, found me, uh, my issues with, uh, you know, uh, with the Millie Weavers and with the Pete Santillis, who's now, you know, trying to steamroll Stuart. And believe me, I'm not like, um, if you don't know, I'm not just like aggressive and angry just because you have to push someone to this level, whether it's you're trying to destroy someone's career, uh, you're trying to threaten someone's life, and you are publicly lying, defaming. Uh, what do you think I'm going to do? Do you think I'm going to sit down on my thumbs and just curl my little porn mustache? I don't think so. So anyways, to talk about uh, that and the Sandy Hook Law Firm now, which I want to start, and then we're going to get into the day after January 5th, and that's a true of a whopper of a story. Okay, uh, Paul Berge, thank you for holding on here. Now let's get into it Pat, here. It's uh, Pat Berge. See, I, <laughs> Okay, we're going to get into, uh, I'm going to bring Patrick Berge to the stage here. Uh, Patrick, so good to see you. I don't have my glasses tonight, uh, Patrick. I'm sorry. And full disclosure, I know someone named Paul uh, Berge, and it's just, uh, God. anyways, I'm an idiot, uh, Patrick. Uh, let's continue now. Okay, let's get into this now. Uh, let's talk about, let's talk about the, the Sandy Hook Law Firm. And what you found out about this and who's involved in this and what their objectives are, because this is some serious, serious stuff. And somebody just texted me. Yes, I know it's Patrick, not Paul. Yeah. So this is going to be st sticking with me all year long now. Thank you. I can see the um, videos made. <laughs> go, go ahead, Patrick. So the story I got from uh, uh, Gavin was that um and that they were working with uh see there was like a war going on with millie and gavin and uh there are certain people that were working with Infowars before i even met them right uh and i started picking up on this pretty quick um the uh 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 shoot where were you go um uh, Help me out here, Ryan. Uh, uh, what? Help me out here. Uh, uh, I'm having problems too. Okay. What, what was the question? Uh, the, with... So the question is, we want to get into the law firm coming out of Connecticut. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The, Thank you. The, the, I'm I, I'm having the same issues. The law, the law firm, lot. right? So okay, continue. Um, so this is this is interesting. So what according according to Gavin. Um, that law firm had evidence that uh, Infowars, that, that like the majority, if not all of the people that were suing Alex Jones, uh, that were the uh, victims of the Sandy Hook, right? The parents. Um, they were all, and this is alleged by uh, Gavin, um, they were all former 
uh, InfoWars like customers and followers. And it was after they had reached, they, they had reached out, several of them reached out to Alex Jones saying, hey, you know, we love you. We follow you. We buy your merchandise. But what you're saying about our kids is just wrong. Please stop. Right. And uh, according to uh, Gavin and his conversation with the attorneys, Infowars used the data uh, from the purchases that the uh, family members had made uh, and used those uh, their access to their addresses to send, uh, you know, Infowars uh, miscreants by their houses to um, uh, taunt and attack them, basically, which, if true, would just be an absolutely disgusting thing to do. Uh, in my opinion, right? And it, and if true, it would actually kind of explain why the jury made such a um, uh, such an immediate judgment on Alex Jones without, you know, uh, just kind of like, holy shit, this man's guilty. Let's just go to, uh, let's just skip the rest of it and go right on to how we're going to punish him. Because if, if that was true and they had like indisputable evidence of that, that would be a really bad thing, right? Uh, and so that was the story that I had gotten from Gavin uh, as far as what he told me his communications were with that law firm. And, you know, okay. I don't know okay, if it's okay. true or not, but if true, that's that really right. is like a horrible thing. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how true that is either. And, and consider it's coming from a, a complete and utter rodent like this guy. So, uh, and thank you for sharing. So here's what it is, is Alex um, did a Sandy Hook story in 2015. Briefly, briefly. All he did was point out the fact that Anderson CIA Cooper was using a uh, green screen, claiming he was there. And all the anomalies of it. There was a lot of anomalies. It was definitely an event. You know, there was even a green screen used in the Rittenhouse court case for whatever reasons. People use green screens all the time. Uh, you know, maybe they don't. They can't fly. Who knows? But what happened was when he got into the political arena to uh, w with the Trump experience and all that, and that's when Hillary Clinton, uh, the, the that um, that dead person has. Um, that's when she put the targets on him because you know what it is. First they ignore you. Then they laugh at you. Ah, ha, ha, ha. He's stupid and conspiracy. Then they attack you. And that's what happened. He really barely covered it. Now here is the interesting thing. You told me now that this law firm, uh, the Sandy hookers that they contacted or something with uh, Millie uh, Weaver and, and Mr. Wincy. And mm -hmm. and talk about that and what what that entailed, and then I'm going to slam dunk it after you tell me. Go ahead. Well, uh, it's uh, that's uh, the the story that I laid out uh, just then is exactly it. You know, um, that's what they had relayed to me as far as their communications were with that law firm, the law firm representing the victims that you were talking about. Um, you know, so. That's all I know. So here, here's what it is. In 2020, I went public on this. I'm going to show you this uh, article that uh, I, I put together back then, if I could, if I can find the damn thing. Uh, 
that particular law firm, they contacted Mike Adams. This is how you want to talk about deep states and law firms like I was sharing with everyone yesterday. This is as corrupt as you get. And that's why Connecticut is nothing but a spook state. But look at this uh, uh, article here that I put out in 2020 there, uh, Patrick. And you tell me here now. There it is. Breaking law firm behind Sandy Hook families now targeting major big conservative names. Well, we can confirm a twisted plot that has unfolded within recent days. It's deep state uh, strategy rollout. And without reading the whole thing, I will talk about it. Uh, so this is what happened. This law firm uh, contacted, I'm sure, uh, a whole bunch of different people, but in particular, Mike Adams of Natural News, and wanted him to strike out publicly against Alex Jones and then Tucker Carlson and at the time Sean Hannity. And they offered him money. Then they offered him a favorable review in Wikipedia, which they control. This is what they wanted him to do. He didn't do it, of course. Now, can we say they uh, offered uh, Millie Weaver in uh, the, Mr. Wincy? Yes. From, did they do it? Of course they did. They did, they did. They were hated at, in Poor's office. People couldn't work with them. She was a backstabbing snake from, from the time she got there to the time she got booted out. And furthermore, furthermore, just to show you how corrupt the, that this uh, law firm is, and it was stated publicly by Infor's, is that in the midst of all the emails, they sent child pornography to Infowars, which got caught in, in, in the spam. And God forbid you would have opened it that's how they were going to get them. So this is a very corrupt, and not to mention what they've done to Jim Fetzer, who works here at Real Deal Media. In an, an older man, old man, uh, living off Social Security, they put a four hundred, uh, half a million dollar lien on his house because of his book about that Sandy Hook. So they can say that oh the families were harassed or whatever. People can do. There's a lot of people that uh, research these things on their own accord. But to say uh, Alex is behind it or, or Jim Fetzer was as stupid as when Tipper Gore went in front of Congress to try to pin suicides of teenagers on Judas Priest in the early 1980s. I don't think so. Can this you put that speech. back up there? That uh, article you just had. I wanted to show you something that I don't think you noticed. I probably kind of, didn't. It kind, of okay. your, uh, kind of supports what your theory is. Look at Go the ahead. date on that, Dean. 4-30-20. Tell me about that date. Why is that date important and significant? Because uh, uh, the first time I was contacted by Millie and Gavin was 420 420 <laughs> 4-20. <laughs> I, I bet so, you were, yeah. 10, yeah. <laughs> ten, days, 10 days before you wrote that. Five days before you wrote that was when Millie's mom uh, was um, uh, contacted the police because of the incident that happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, she didn't get so, arrested. She didn't get arrested for uploading her, her shadow gate, which is a terrible narrator. That's why I can't watch the movie. She got arrested because she got in a physical altercation with, with her mom. And I know this because the mom told me it, it's bullshit. 
Now, Bullshit. can I throw something in there that you're going to find interesting right now? Only if it makes me look good, but go ahead. Yes. So uh, nobody looks good in any of this. At <laughs> 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 least wise America. Right. right. But uh, um, uh, uh, that woman, Kelly Sorrell, the attorney uh, who was banging Stuart Rhodes. She was the one that reached out to. Uh, Millie's mom and got Millie's mom to uh, recant all the things that she had said about Millie uh, in a, uh, a signed notarized document that Kelly then submitted to the court that helped get them out. It was like literally she had put that together in the weekend while Millie was in jail. So, um, her mom, uh, uh, based on that letter, basically recanted all the things that she had claimed that day uh, on the 25th. And this was, again, three months later. And, you know, you might be totally right. I don't, like I said to you, I don't come to this uh, interview or anything with all the answers. I come here with questions, right? right? Um, sure. Was was it, it, it was Millie's arrest just a red herring, right? Uh, and it had nothing to do with the timing of the upload. That's entirely possible. Uh, it could have been, in I've, I've made the argument, it could have been because of a raccoon. That's a whole nother story. You got to get my book for that one. But, <laughs> but so I don't know, right? But I right, also right. don't just uh, dismiss, um, I mean, you were on coast to coast, right? You guys are open to conspiracies and such. And, when you realize that uh, the day that my book arrived on the 25th was the day that that happened. Uh, and then three months later, uh, as she's uploading this documentary and this girl, Tori, is telling her that, you know, hurry, hurry. How much more time? How much more time? Like she knew something was going to happen. And then she does get arrested again. It could be a, a red herring. I'm not sitting here saying that I know. But right. I'm also saying I don't know. I don't know that well, met. Now, Laura, let me real quick here. Yeah, Laura yeah, Logan uh, made the suggestion, according to Millie and Gavin, uh, yeah. and even according to Millie, um, who who's talked about this, she just doesn't use Laura Logan's name. Uh, mm -hmm. But it was uh, suggested by Logan that Millie's arrest was orchestrated uh, from a classified skiff on Wright Patterson Air Force Base, right? And so. Mm -hmm. And literally, um, you can go to that raw story article that Jordan. Yeah, Green, I'm going to go there right now. He, this he is Laura Logan. He uh, investigated that. He looked into that and he wrote about that. Right now. Was that true? I don't know. Was Laura Logan making that up? I don't know. Her husband is a, a, is a former PSYOP contractor. Oh, right? really? Uh, yes. Um, and uh, so. You know, would and and would I do know for a, one thing? I do know for a fact, personal as a fact, that when uh, Millie, uh, myself, uh, that guy Robert, Karen, uh, uh, Laura Logan were in our first uh, uh, conference call. Uh, Laura and and her husband was there too uh, on that conference call. They were nice as could be to Millie. Um, uh, so sympathetic and understanding. Oh my God, you were arrested. Oh my God, all of this. But then when they got to me, 
uh, it was like uh, it was like if they if they could have put lights on me and interrogated me is like I was guilty of something. They're like yeah, they yeah. started it out. Why are you doing this? What do you got to gain? Are you getting paid for this and all this? And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm a whistleblower that 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 uh, that you know Millie asked to do uh, to help uh, get my story out. Nobody else was. It was getting buried by everybody else. And right. so I accepted that. And so, but Laura Logan is, uh, she didn't tell me at the time. I found out like a few days later, and that's why I was so pissed at her, that her husband literally worked for the same people that I was exposing. Okay, I mean, so, so where's the journalistic uh, well, ethics in that? Yeah, so this is so interesting because when, you know, on a different topic, but uh, real quick, when you look deeper into who these news people are, whether it's, uh, you know, someone on MSMEC or Laura Logan or, or uh, uh, what's his name, Morning Joe, uh, Mika, Mika Brzezinski, Brzezinski. Who, whose father, Brzezin, uh, Zbigniew Brzezinski, created Al-Qaeda in 1979. Who's the father of, of, of uh, influence My God. operations. And who's the other woman? <laughs> uh, um, what's her name? Mitchell something, Mitchell woman. Her, her husband was Alan Greenspan, for crying out loud. So... Yeah. We are seeing central intelligence, mm -hmm. uh, the the actor division, uh, masquerade, uh, masquerading as news people, just mm -hmm. like the forty thousand former former CIA people are running Facebook right now. And that's why we mm -hmm. only reach a hundred people per episode. Please, Jillian Turner. So. Jillian Turner was a former vice president of Jones Group International, right? Uh, she's now the uh, one of the one of the White House correspondents that sits right next to John Roberts. Now, um, she is, as I understand it, she was literally she she still held the title of the vice president of one of the largest D.C. energy lobbies that uh, specialize in Saudi energy, while being the White House correspondent for Fox News, right? And so I'm like. When Laura Logan calls out, uh, when Laura Logan goes out on Fox News with um, Jillian Turner right next to her, right? And they're talking about um, uh, uh, General McChrystal and his use of defeat disinfo, uh, which he was pumping like $65 million into uh, social media influencers in Florida during the 2020 election to influence... Uh, the election, right? Um, when she's talking about him using DARPA technology, she's yeah. literally sitting there next to Jillian Turner, who was vice president of the company that owns the Shadow Net, which was their competitor. It's like Coke and okay. Pepsi. And you're and, right. and it's just so frustrating to me. It's like, why are you calling out General McChrystal when you're sitting next to the person who's the owner of the freaking Shadow Net? Yeah, that, right. that, that, that is interesting. Um, General uh, McNichols, you know, there's a lot of questions of his involvement in the, the so-called murder or disappearance of uh, Michael Hastings in 2013. McChrystal, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I can't even yeah. pronounce names. Too. Yeah. Yes, him. And Joe Biggs yeah. was a good friend of his. Joe Biggs um, was a good friend. I dedicated my last book in the mem uh, to the memory of uh, Michael Hastings. Mm -hmm. Um uh, I was there. I was when, there. When I, when I read his book, it was like I would have been the guy, uh, the analyst, the IT guy on the other side of the wall 
where he was mm. describing the relationships and the things that was going on when he was in Afghanistan. I was there sure. at almost the same time providing support for the joint uh, for, for the uh, uh, IOTF, the Information Operations Task Force in Kabul. Right, 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 right. So it, it, let me just try to um, break it down for some people that may not know some of these names. I mean, the, I have to try to explain. Michael Hastings was a uh, former uh, reporter from Rolling Stone, I believe, and what was it, Reddit or uh, one, one, one of those uh, outfits in Vice, I believe. And he had something very damning, uh, what many have said on uh, General uh, McChrystal there, McNichols. And he got into his car over there in Hollywood or Sunset Boulevard, where I was living at the time, and lost control of it. He couldn't control of it. They remote controlled it, crashed it into a tree, and it blew up into a fireball. Now, we were going to investigate that at the time uh, at InfoWars when I was there, but we were specifically told no by the wife of Michael Hastings, who is another um, said to be spook, they said. Yeah, could have been another spooks. But what did he have? Because shortly after that, then you saw the death and the mysterious one at that as of Andrew Breitbart. Shortly mm -hmm. thereafter. This mm -hmm. is all happening in time. Just like uh, just like um, Patrick said, April 30th. And here's another thing to look at to further his point and drive it really home. Look at the article once again. After this comes out, Wikipedia bios, this law firm in Connecticut within hours, within hours, Sean Hannity and the full banning of further appearances by Diamond and Silk. They were no longer on Fox News at that time after this happened. Then mm. in closing, this CT law firm, God, this is all review for me, is in the midst of constructing one of the biggest class action lawsuits in the U.S. has ever seen against Alex Jones, which now we know, and that's why they're, they're allegedly filing uh, bankruptcy from what I heard. But that was it right there. At the same time, they signed up Millie Weaver and uh, Gavin Wincy Winter. Okay, now let's get interesting to interesting timing, yeah. isn't it, Dean? Interesting timing, but now let's get to the moment we've been waiting for. With uh, I'm going to play some of these videos, uh, these little clips here, and, and uh, Patrick is going to explain what in the world these are is we're going to get into uh, Giuliani and then Tori Spelling as well. So here it is. Motion. We begin our story with the war in Iraq. These are opening stages of what will be a broad and concerted campaign. This is the second floor of the Camp Victory. Not much, but it's home for now. And my boys, which today is their birthday. I gotta give them. It's their birthday today for me. Just turned. They just turned one today, about an hour ago for me. Anyway, happy birthday. So that's one of the scenes from Shadowgate, and Patrick was in there as well. Now here's another little um, scene. Uh, now we're going to get into something called PSYOP the Steel, which is going to bring us into what we all need to hear tonight and what we've been waiting for. Here it is. Check this one out as well. Pretty sure the 91st Cyber is involved with this, which if, uh, you know, if POTUS hasn't got that message yet, that's going to be a big problem. I've been trying to get people to understand this. 
the Republicans that are playing these freaking games for profit. And, you know, Trump can't be damned. And I knew it was going to cause problems for Trump. So I was trying to tell you. Freaking Cernovich and those dumbasses. And we're only really here because thus far, you've been right. <laughs> and thus far, uh, the information that we've had for months now has been validated. Mm -hmm. And the information that we've had even with Sunrise Exposed and the Zoom chats that the leftists had. I mean, all that yeah. stuff, it just didn't get the attention it needed to have gotten. It was completely uh, stomped out by the mainstream media and where you wouldn't have expected it to be. Okay, there, there's uh, Millie Weaver um, pretending she's a journalist. And then finally, this is the 25-second uh, clip of the PSYOP, the steel. Here it is, and we'll discuss after. I'm out there in the open, risking everything for years because I saw what they were doing. They took the taxpayer-funded weapon I helped develop that was designed to destroy the integrity of an election, and they commercialized it, they trademarked it under the name of ShadowNet, of Shadownet, and sold it in the U.S. to influence U.S. elections. Okay, there it is. That's just a little teaser and taste. You could still find the movie somewhere and, uh, you know, maybe watch it with the mute button on and then turn it on <laughs> when Patrick comes. <laughs> Go ahead, uh, Patrick. You want to share some thoughts and then tell us about the Giuliani experience here and, and, and what that entails. And I'll share my um, what I know about it. Go ahead. So um, uh, uh, that's one of that's one of the that really pisses Millie off. I bet when she uh, 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 when that's played, how she says, you know, and we're only really here because thus far you've been right. Now, Millie attacks me. She did literally three documentaries um, where she verified verified my information, uh, used me as a subject matter expert in exposing exactly what I've started calling them out as doing. Right. Uh, it's what I saw. I started seeing uh, General Flynn with his cyber army, Tori with her cyber army, uh, Millie and, the, and Gavin and, and them signing the NDA with Giuliani and what I saw them doing with Giuliani while we're at, at, at the Willard. Um, uh, how this all tied into all of the key events that had been going on, right? Um, I look at that and say, how can you do three documentaries about somebody and now call them a piece of shit and now say that there's some sort of a deep state asset uh, and mm -hmm. that it was really your plan all the time to do three documentaries and then when they were all done, they were going to turn around and expose me? Are you oh, freaking oh, oh. kidding me? Oh, this is Dane, what they do. And, 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 and what Dean was saying is right. And these are freaking socio sociopathic lying pieces of shit that will throw a guy under the bus that you just sat there and watched who who was in in uh, in Iraq while his sons were turning one. And, and while I'm in Iraq trying to defend my country, she's running around with fucking girls gone wild. And now calling me out as being some sort of a deep state asset while she's, you know, signing NDAs and shit with Giuliani and Patrick Byrne, Council on Foreign Relation and General Flynn, all the people I was actually literally trying to expose. 
So I guess, okay. I'm, you know, how do I, what do I do? Exactly. Well, you did what, what naturally people do. You got a hold of me and I'm like, and like we're, we're bonding together in a sense. And we're very, you know, just so people know, um, we're coming from opposite ends on some personalities per se. Absolutely. And, and that's okay. But, but the common ground and of what we're saying, it remains true. Whether, um, Patrick thinks, um, Pete's a, a cool guy and, and a guy with talent um, that, you know, he's entitled to believe that or whether, you know, me and Stuart Rose, whatever, that's fine. But it shows that people on the opposite spectrums of, uh, you, you know, our, our verbiage and our personalities, what we're saying, what we're in the middle, it's dead on, it's spot on. This is what these people do. And, and uh, you know, Patrick, uh, I don't want to give Millie too much credit here for, for, thinking of these things to do this is all this is the, this is the gavin Winsor guy he is the brains he's the think tank of the operation he's the one that told her to burn me he's the one that told her to burn alex he's the, he probably used her to as some kind of sex kitten to get alex jones now they're working with a, a connecticut law firm to ruin him and destroy him about here's the kicker everybody and i'll i'll, I'll go first and then and then patrick will Correct me and, and add the details in the pudding here. They sign an NDA with Giuliani people. Okay. Remember what I told you in 2020? Giuliani was a was a drunk <laughs> drinking heavily, right? You know, probably you might have seen him at your local bar. That was him. He was just so drunk. Um, I don't want to. I've had two contacts at that time that tell me, told me the same thing, uh, different ends of the spectrum. So what it goes, it comes down to now, it's not necessarily Giuliani per se. It's the people behind him, the people that control him, the people that, uh, you know, they, they circumvent him, insulate him, insulate him like they did Donald Trump. During 2017, 18, um, continue Patrick, because that that's, that's what I'm getting from this. They signed an NDA to perpetrate false election evidence of 2020 of election fraud, knowing it was false only. So it's now going to be used in this trial that's happening now. So, because they're going to say, "Oh, well, show us the evidence of this fraud." Oh, you have an evidence from uh, Millie Weaver and his uh, her, her lovely sister Wincy, or Gavin, whoever these people's names are, and it just then waters down everything else and makes it null and void, does it not, Patrick? And tell us about it. Well, the entire January sixth committee right now is focused on the lies, uh, uh, on on very specific lies. I'm not saying there weren't actually truths involved with some of the claims people were making as whistleblowers with the election. I was literally there as an, an election whistleblower. I wasn't whistleblowing on uh, the voting machines being hacked. I was whistleblowing on uh, your shadows, our minds being hacked to alter the vote. It's it's a real thing, and it's a conversation we need to have, right? Right. Right. The January 6th committee, 6th committee right now, they're focused. They're trying to impeach Trump. They're trying to get him thrown in jail uh, because of putting out false information. Now, what's going to happen when they find the false information was put out by, uh, you know, uh, a Giuliani. time traveler called, named Tory? And yeah, uh, let's and talk about Tory. Infowars slash Girls Gone Wild girl 
that was feeding this garbage right from Rudy's suite to Trump and uh, also to like uh, Paolo, this guy, he was the ambassador for uh, uh, one of these uh, for, for Trump. He was the one, Paolo's the one that introduced uh, Melania to Trump, right? And they were feeding, I, I spent uh, New Year's at their, uh, at his mansion in DC. They were the ones uh, that were feeding this information uh, either through Giuliani or going around Giuliani and feeding it to uh, Paolo uh, or Melania through to Trump through them, right? Through the back doors. Now, so how long is it going to be until um, the J6 committee, well, the answer to that is right now, switches from focusing on the things that Trump was saying that were false and who he was getting that information from. That's what they're going to, just like they use yeah. Tory to destroy my credibility in Shadowgate, they're going to use Millie, Gavin, sure. Tory uh, to destroy the credibility of uh, Giuliani and Trump. Exactly. It was a setup. It was a setup. And we get this out now. We need to know who was in the Giuliani camp who hired and, and suggested to do an NDA on these floozies. And then I want to get to uh, Tory here in a minute. And, and I have beef. I, I don't know this Tory uh, individual here. I really don't. You're other so than, uh, other than, I don't know who this woman is. <laughs> I really don't know who this woman is. I know who this guy is, but I don't know who this uh, creature, <laughs> this fishy character is. Other than the fact that she uh, attacked me uh, two years ago uh, on air and then said she was going to use the CIA to come and get me. Well, um, well, Tori, you, you, you stanky woman, you, uh, you want to come at me, you better come hard. Cause uh, I'm a, like, like Peter Gabriel said, I'm a sledgehammer. So let's keep going. Uh, Patrick uh, continue here. Cause this is hot, some hot stuff and no wonder too, Patrick speak on this, that Giuliani has been, uh, kind of just gone for such a long time out of the public eye. Could this be the reason, uh, Patrick? Yeah, I have no doubt. I mean, uh, I was brought there as a guest by Tory to his home uh, in New York, right? Uh, so uh, these people were being used to discredit him. The one thing that I had, like, when we were at the, at the Willard in um, D.C. with Rudy, it was like one of the final nights. Uh, I think maybe around the 15th of January uh, before we were heading out 15th or 16th, I had a chance to sit down and talk just uh, myself, uh, Rudy, Millie, Gavin, uh, and um, uh, like one other person, uh, his security guy. Right. And we sat around, he actually watched, I, I, I had, it was probably about two hours and um, I had the opportunity for uh, to show Rudy a, a, like a big, like he probably watched uh, 20, 30 minutes of Shadowgate. I asked him, I said, um, how do you feel, right? Knowing that you, uh, Rudy was uh, one of the, one of the uh, people in the, in the 08 primary against um, John McCain. Dynology was Paul Manafort's uh, partner. Uh, Paul Manafort owned 3EDC. Uh, again, we need a much longer show, right? But uh, so 3EDC uh, was our number one partner. And uh, that was owned by Paul Manafort. Um, we were providing the IT support and social media, micro-targeted social media, for John McCain's primary. When I say we, Dynology, General Jones, uh, who ended up going on to be uh, Obama's national security advisor. But 
so we were providing them uh, this capability at the same time that we were commercializing uh, uh, Shatternet with the discussed intention or capability of using it for uh, influencing even U.S. elections commercially, not like the state doing something, not the government doing something, but just here, you know, the highest bidder is going to become uh, uh, going to become the uh, uh, the next uh, yeah, senator, governor. Right. And so um, that's uh, 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 that without going on too much, that's where uh, 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 we were like in D.C. Right. It, when I was having this conversation with Rudy, that's the, kind of the point that I was trying to make. And I was like, how do you feel knowing that almost certainly you and the other, I think there was several people, like 15 other people uh, that were in that primary that lost almost certainly because of a taxpayer-funded social media psychological warfare application that John McCain was using as a competitive advantage against you. Uh, I had that conversation with Rudy. Right, he didn't right, like right. it. Right. He well, didn't he, like he, it. He, I actually right. think he might be getting blackmailed by uh, by these people. That's why. Because sure. my conversation with Rudy was amazing. He wanted to help. He wanted he was like blown away by it. He wanted to get this to Trump. That's my That's purpose right. of being in D.C. was to get this information. to OK, Trump. OK. And then so I'm this done, is huge. Right? Yeah. So you're, this is like really uh, mind boggling because the fact that Rudy Giuliani could be getting blackmailed, which I've always felt the same way about Steve Bannon and his financial attributes that was given to him by Epstein to start his uh, uh, film company, you know, from, from yesteryear, you know, that seems to be swept under the rug. Although I thought he redeemed himself by doing the uh, Hunter laptop, you know, th that model that he I was found involved in with that. <laughs> Not too much redeeming. Pa Patrick, we're going to have a five hour to show if we get into that. <laughs> what about his connection to Brock Pierce? You're probably familiar with Brock Pierce. Brock Pierce did a uh, did uh, did a, a, a speaking engagement on on uh, Epstein Island. Brock Pierce uh, just before, wait. Whose connection? Whose connection? Uh, say again. Uh, Bannon was partners with Brock Pierce. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, in that China, in that Chinese like uh, cyber, uh, you know, right. gaming cheating thing sure. that they had. they were selling cheat codes and shit. <laughs> For they they turned it into a rather profitable business until the gaming industry told them to get the hell out. Right, but right, uh, right. that was that was he was involved with uh, Brock Pierce with that stuff. Uh, Brock Pierce was involved in that movie uh, about the uh, the child uh, pedophiles. Uh, he was that that child actor. He ended up going on. He was uh, he did a, a speaking engagement on Epstein Island. He was friends with uh, uh, Paolo, the ambassador. These were all connected. They were all connected. Uh, yeah. Okay. So yeah, that, that that's there's a lot of connections. Steve Bannon has Steve Bannon's the one who brought uh, General Kelly in to the Oval Office as the chief of staff, who then wound up firing Steve Bannon and was allegedly, I should say, to correct myself, putting thallium into Trump's soft drinks, which is a mind control uh, kind of a poison. And that was told to me by, uh, well, I shouldn't say, but it was all rigged. And also Bannon is the reason that there was a Pence. Bannon had the um, pilot of Trump's airplane at the time in 16 purposely stall on the runway as he had Michael Pence in the terminal trying to put that meeting together to get the evangelical vote. So Steve Bannon, um, you know, 
No, and then he thinks it's just I don't I don't want to go and get into it. Let's get into Tori plays and who she was in this film. Uh, what, what's her uh, what's her M.O.? Uh, why did she come and attack me two years ago out of the blue? Uh, and if you don't recall who I'm talking about, just just for the hearing impaired, uh, this uh, individual here. Go ahead, <laughs> uh, Patrick, if you would. So, yeah. So Tori actually first contacted me. Uh, and uh, like she was, uh, and said that she was friends with Millie Weaver and, and then she passed my information on Millie Weaver. And then on 420, Millie and Gavin reached out to me and, and the rest was history. That was just five days earlier. The things that I didn't know, like was, um, uh, that she, like, I didn't know at the time that I was filming Shadowgate that she claimed, uh, literally seriously to be a time traveler, right? She wasn't like joking. She, I later realized she was joking, not joking, joking, but that's actually a, a technique that they use to help try to uh, single out and target the neurotics, right? Bannon's neurotics, uh, Cambridge Analytica's neurotics, right? Um, and they do that by making wild claims like that, because if you make a claim that you're a time traveler, there's a very specific group of people that are going to believe you and those people check every box for that neurotic category right uh, i find myself in the neurotic category as well on a lot of issues so i'm okay to make these comments right but um so i believe that's actually why she does it and she's built up a very large uh, platform off of you know the claims uh, uh, off of shadowgate which was which was based on my story as a whistleblower right not an anonymous whistleblower, somebody who put their ass out on the line, um, right. providing documented evidence. And what's her last name, too? Um, Patrick, real quick. Uh, Tori, what is her last name? Because we might uh, have people. Tori uh, Morris Linderman. Okay, it's not Linderman. She got rid of the Linderman name because her husband, as literally, like, like as all of this is happening in January, her husband's being sentenced to 45 years in prison for molesting a 10-year-old girl, right? Yet Tori was apparently on some sort of, uh, uh, you know, child uh, uh, trafficking, child abuse task force. Under Obama? Uh, no, under, uh, I don't know, Brennan or somebody, right? Whoever she and, was working for, she wasn't very good okay, because her husband and, and, and was, she was hired. a 10-year-old. She was hired by by uh, John Brennan himself, that that evil uh, individual. That's what she claims. That's okay. what she well, that claims. Would, and if can't she believe was, the words she came out, and literally as yeah. this is happening, she's yeah. being uh, like like two judges, uh, uh, you know, found guilty and then reaffirmed twelve okay. counts of fraud, which in 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 North Dakota, which included uh, stolen valor. Uh, she stole. Uh, she she claimed to be a, a Purple Heart recipient when she had only actually been in the Navy for eight months back in like 1998, uh, before she apparently got arrested or busted for a a forgery charge. Okay. Uh, okay. And okay. So I mean, this girl is as shifty as you can get literally 12 counts of right pride. and now they are lifting this woman up as being like the voice of the stolen election i'm, I'm really? like are you are you freaking kidding me people okay 
Yeah, and, and I've seen the, this woman is a, a total psychotic psychopath oh in, 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 a, in a, a frivolous, pathological, a liar enthusiast. She makes Bill Clinton look honest, I, I would assume. Oh, yeah. Uh, Patrick, I got to ask you, would, would you be open to maybe taking a few inquiries from this most effective audience around the yeah, world? Yeah, no, I'll I'm, answer I'm like, any question to the best okay. of my ability. Okay. Okay. And, um, and, and we're getting better, too. We're both getting each other's names right. We, we've had one of those information Thanks, overload. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> welcome to the Ryan and Paul show tonight. Um, I got you mixed up with Mike. I, you, I'm surprised I don't call you Mike. That was that no, lost me, actually. No. And I know someone named Paul Begley uh, who has a show. And anyways, just it's, it's out there. Okay. Here's something interesting. This is from Marnie, uh, Marnie Savick. She says, where does Sidney Portier or Powell come into this? I, Yes. Where does Sidney Powell come into this? You want to go first on that? I, sure. I, have, um, I actually engaged. Too. I engaged with Sidney Powell while I was there. Right. So Sidney Powell actually received my uh, a copy of my affidavit, um, which literally listed uh, one of the people that attacked uh, Shadowgate. Uh, as a, uh, a a subject of election influence, and that being a guy named Ali Akbar. Most of you guys know him by the name of Ali Alexander. Before he was Ali Alexander, the Christ that launched that Christian movement, his real name was Ali Abdul Razik Akbar, and uh, he had, uh, he was a, a, a convicted. He was busted for like uh, breaking into cars and shit before uh, he ended up going into the Repub Republican politics. Uh, he's apparent, he's alleged to have, uh, met and, uh, been involved sexually with, um, uh, Carl Rove. It was, it, this was printed, documented in a book that he had met on Grinder, apparently. Okay. Um, hold on a minute. Hold on a second. Well, yeah. Oh, I got Wait it. Wait a second. This shit up. No, hold on. I, I literally almost fell off of my, my, my chair and broke my, uh, <laughs> broke my neck. <laughs> You can't make this shit up. I'm like, at some point, nobody ever thought to think that a guy you might have to cut the break here. Running a fucking Christian movement involved in no. Hold on a second. I'm about to hurl, and I'm very serious. That that just took me. Okay, let me get this straight. You're telling me that that Ali Akbar, whatever his name. Salam Alexander. Yeah, 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 yeah. I call him Akbar. Yes, yes, yes. That, his real that name. He, that he had a, a personal relationship with with uh, Carl Rove, Mr. Porky Pig himself. Yeah, yeah. That's like oh, published in a book. Oh. That's you know, published in a book. I really didn't. He, he, he goes by the name of Tiny Tiny Prancer. Oh, <laughs> well. Ladies and gentlemen, you learn something new uh, every fortnight here. I'm uh, besides myself, and I, uh, well, that's terrible. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm disgusted. Yeah. Uh, okay. yeah, so this is the head, this is who's leading the, like the MAGA movement. <laughs> I'm like, are you people kidding me? Carl so, Rove. So, um, she's so Powell's got my uh, affidavit, right? He Akbar's literally Sydney Powell. Yes, Sydney Powell. Powell. Okay. He's literally listed in it as a subject of election influence. And the next thing I know, I see her and Lynn Wood on the stage with Ali Akbar giving him a platform. Meanwhile, they're burying my shit 
as a whistleblower that lists him in there as a subject of election influence. So I send a, a, an email to Sidney Powell saying, hey, you know, this is who this person is. He's a criminal. His name's Ali Akbar. You need to uh, uh, call him out. You need to take away his platform. This guy is a freaking terrorist, in my opinion, as a subject matter expert in social media psychological sure, warfare sure, for sure. the Department of Defense. You should actually give me some credibility there. And she responded back, hey, thank you very much for letting us know. Neither Lynn Wood or myself knew who this uh, had hurt, knew who of his past. Thank you. Well, and, and But then did nothing, right? Well, and well, this well, was wait, on were... December 3rd. If she had oh, acted God. on this December 3rd, January 6th might not have turned out the way it did because Ali Akbar is one of the key people that have been featured during the January 6th hearing. He's going to okay. be brought up throughout August yeah. and throughout September. And had Sidney Powell actually yeah. reacted or done something to an email that she responded to from me, I'm telling you right now, January 6th would have turned out differently. Almost certainly. Very true to that. Very true to that. That I, I, email is on my website, by the way, as well. Yes, yes. And uh, real quick, too, um, because I, I want to get back to uh, Tori. We have uh, Nurse Jane who's chiming in with a, a, a uh, her, her things. Now, in the wake of the Millie Weaver uh, arrest or spoken to by the cop well she uh you know th this is a little factoid that uh, no one likes to talk about but I, I i kept this in my special files uh that i think that patrick uh hasn't seen yet look at this uh, patrick tell me what you see there well case uh i'll tell you it's a go bunch of different gofundmes for the sweet innocent ever so loving and fair totally not a snake millie weaver well, she got a $175,000 legal fund on GoFundMe. She got a $1, uh, $1 million legal fund on GoFundMe for Millennial uh, Mini. $10,000 legal fund on GoFundMe. $70,000 for GoFundMe. $20,000, $10,000 legal fund. $50,000 legal fund. An unknown legal fund uh, now closed after raising $20. Um, that might have been mine. Uh, and then uh, GoFundMe on and on and on. On and on. Uh, does that seem normal to you, uh, Patrick, uh, is is uh, something that would just happen for any little sweet, little innocent uh, Southern California girl? Well, in all fairness, uh, the $150,000 one was in Canadian dollars, which I think is about 300 U.S. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you for all the economists out there uh, with their calculators. Don't worry. Patrick did it for you. Thank you. Patrick. Uh, it's a great. Uh, no, calculus. see, you knew, um, uh, Dean, you had the benefit uh, or displeasure of having already known who Millie was. I didn't know who Millie was. Um, all I knew that somebody who had, who I believed had uh, uh, put themselves at risk to get my story out had been arrested, right? And so um, I didn't know what was going on. How could I? Uh, so if you don't know who these people are and these things are happening, I would hope that if you saw like a journalist being arrested uh, while uploading something that was critical mm -hmm. like that, you wouldn't just dismiss it. Um, you, again, some people knew who these people were. I didn't. Yeah. I had to learn. And I don't just 
just assume things by people anyway. I want facts. Right. I need to be able to to do that. I I can now pretty much uh, support everything that you said about them. The MK Ultra, all of these things. Yeah. But I didn't yeah. know at the time. So uh, I think it is important that if something like that happens, that you know, journalism is important. It's 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 protected under our First Amendment, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and I it sickens me. When these people, um, uh, when these people abuse that for their own personal benefit and gain, right? That's right. Um, uh, you don't need to be a, a Pete Centilli if you didn't use your fake bots and all of these things. Uh, it could be a journalist, right? Uh, according to our Constitution. I don't, you don't need to have like a license or approval. I don't want an approval from our government. It should yeah. be. It, it's always been uh, little people have been able to, who, who felt compelled to be able to write stories, do these things, should be able to do those. But exactly. it's always going to be a vulnerability that's going to be exploited and by um, uh, less, you know, opportunist. Yeah. Now, the title tonight is Hunt, The Hunt for Alex Jones. And I don't talk to Alex. Uh, there are back channels and stuff if I cared to, uh, you know, really make that effort. But other people would. I would tell you, Alex, that um, I'm, I'm not this bad guy that uh, Mr. FBI uh, gay porn mustache man is who is trying to just kiss your ass to uh, the cows come home. And I mean, this guy here, Mr. Uh, Mr. Pete. Pete Santilli, trust me, I'm a uh, Christian conservative now uh, when the cameras are on. Yeah, who, who talked to Daphne Hearns? That's real. That's a real fax. You know you did it, you, you piece of carcass, you uh, over there in Cincinnati. Uh, Alex, Pete's going to do the same thing to you. And believe me, Pete, I, Mike's well aware, Mike Adams, of, of, of your uh, the kind of environment you create. You are a rat. You're not much different than the rat with blonde hair and the, uh, the miniature rat, uh, um, this guy here. I, I can't you know, keep forgetting his name. This guy here. Yeah, him, 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 him. Gavin. Look at him. Look at him. Gavin, that's you. I called you a rat fink in 2013 for a reason because you're part of the rat fink family, you little rat. And if you get close to me, I'm going to hit you with my slipper and crush you. Okay, that's my message to him. Can okay, I um, can I, can I take a, a moment to point? You know, when all of this happened, two years has gone by since I ended up on the on the set of uh, of Infowars. I don't know if I sent you a clip from that or not, but uh, you know, Millie and Tori were like actually quite praised, but I was literally attacked from day one. Uh, by Alex Jones, I was mocked for the way I walked, which is actually a service-connected disability. Um, I, you know, but I, listen, I'm like this nobody that was scared out of my freaking shorts going on Infowars, talking to someone that was so much more powerful and trained than I am. But I did it, right? I, I, I went in there and tried to do the right thing. Uh, I was attacked by these people and I was being told things by Millie and Gavin uh, mm -hmm. that weren't true. Uh, and I would actually, it would actually be nice. I would actually wonder if, you know, maybe through your backdoor channels that someone would say, Hey, 
Alex, why don't you have Bergie back on? You know, it's not like you can't beat the shit out of him or destroy him if you want to. There's not much left of me after what Byrne and Giuliani and Flynn have done. But why not have this person on and talk about what happened in the last two years? Because it's not nothing. It's actually all tied in to what happened on that day. And it might even be like you were showing with that. I never saw that. If there's one thing that I'm taking out of this conversation tonight, it's that article that you posted that you did on 4-30-20. Yeah. And uh, 10 days after they had engaged me. But at the same time, they're engaging me, which was inherently used to discredit and took away a huge chunk. When Alex Jones fired Millie and all that shit, InfoWars took a serious hit. They were loving mm. it. Uh, Alex was hoping to actually shut them down. Now, to think that possibly they were working even before with the law firm that was out of Connecticut that had a hundred million dollar lawsuit. Well, maybe Alex should talk to me. Again, I don't well, know the answers, but I've got right, some right, right, facts. right. And and I guarantee you, Patrick, that they were just so bad mouthing you the entire time they were there. And uh, here's another guarantee, because because I I know a rat when I see him, is I guarantee you they were filming throughout the office, they were recording audio throughout their time there, trying to sell it to the highest bidder, Daily Mail. It, and, and I say this, too, because this is exactly what the, the, the other Ronin in question uh, that, that Santilli does. And this Tori, whatever spelling character, she, she's so per, persona non grata. I don't give it. I don't care about her, although she can be dangerous. But her influence is is as much as uh, it's as big and vast as uh, Millie Weaver's talent. But the fact of the matter is that there are two people that we can confirm because uh, Patrick received a non-disclosure clause from Giuliani. This happened. This happened. And the fact that you have two people right now who were willfully probably paid, but pushing false evidence in, in, in fraudulent election 2020 stuff mm -hmm. has now put people in to prison like Stuart Rhodes, who who Pete said, oh, he's just hiding in a bunker. No, no, no. Stuart Rhodes is in solitary confinement. Solitary confinement. And other people and their businesses who are not in prison have been destroyed because of January 6th. A PSYOP that was planned all the way back in 2020. That's why this false evidence was given everywhere for this very moment. And the fact that you know, a lot of people might be scared of calling out informants, but uh, as we know here, I, I have a history of doing it because if, if we don't do it, Patrick, and this audience doesn't do it, who is? Who is going to step up to this greatest time and moment and challenging time in history? That's what we have to ask ourselves. So regardless of what I feel about, uh, you know, Alex or what, what he feels about Alex or anybody the fact of the matter is we have two people at large right now who know mm -hmm. the truth, who are, are benefiting financially from it, that is ruining our country and ruining the lives of many people behind bars right now. So yeah. that's why this show is very important tonight. Um, it is. Very important. It is. Okay. Uh, Raw Story did a, a, a have done some pretty good pieces about it. I get it. They're a very like leftist 
they have their political uh they have their political p- positions they're very raw the, the right have uh their political uh outlets you know so i get both sides i just have to kind of seam them together and do my best to filter out the actual political bullshit that both of the that both sides are adding to it but when i do that um it doesn't look good for us it doesn't look good for the republicans yeah. uh, i'm a registered republican Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and you know, I supported Trump, uh, voted for him both times. I don't regret that because, uh, uh, I, I still to this day believe that he helped to expose a lot of these things, but he went in there also saying that he was going to, to do all these things and he didn't get them done and he's got excuses for him, you know? Just like the kids always have excuses when the homework doesn't get done. Well, but that doesn't mean, but but it's still a problem. Yeah. And it, so, it is, uh, problem. and he yeah. has a lot of people around him that I personally know are dishonorable, right? Uh, that I didn't know before, but uh, unless you know, you can't. I like El, like like uh, Elton Barr, like Elton Barr, perfect example. Ag right. Elton Barr, terrible. Right. I'm I'm a Republican. This guy right here, this piece of shit right here. Yeah. (laughs) I'm you know, I'm a Republican. It's my it's not my job to clean the house of the Democrats. It's my job to clean my own house, right? Right. Uh, and it's my job to point out inconsistencies with the Democrats. And hopefully, if I'm a good example and I'm able to clean my own house, even if it sometimes makes me look bad then maybe as an example, the, the Democrats will do that to their house, right? I don't see a lot no. of other ways that we're ever going to fix all the problems that we have between our country. But I do know yeah. that we brought the Sunni and Shia together for the first time in a thousand years. So anyone to fight with us against Al-Qaeda in Iraq. So if anyone tells me that the left and the right cannot be brought together, I say bullshit. Well, if I could add to uh, your wonderful presentation, and it was very, what you just said is is truly it's inspiring that we should all get along. I would I would make the case that the term liberal uh, it has been so bastardized in the same context that uh, conservative was during the Bush years, and I think it, we're at a point now where we're fighting as Americans against globalism, and then Australians the Brits, you know, with their struggle and our Canadian um, family members up north. So I think we're at a point now where we're more united than ever. But what I'm now learning, too, and I wish I could show the video, is that what the Republicans have is an issue with the resurgence of the neocons. The neocons are very dangerous. The neocons at their form are are very wicked people. They've brought the new American century, the Dick Cheney's of the world, the, uh, you know, our favorite turtles, Mitch McConnell and all these people. Just that's who we're fighting. And I'll tell you, I confronted Bill Kristol a few years back and I said to him, if I find the video, I'll show you. But I said to him, hey, 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 uh, Bill Kristol, huge fan Wink, wink. I went, shook his hand, <laughs> and and then he said, "Wait, wait a minute. I have a fan." Uh, and and then I said, um, "I said it must really sting to uh, have no neocons currently uh, heading the executive branch, does it?" And he says, "We're working to fix that." 
Well, he, they have been working the fix. I think the most dangerous opponent, mm-hmm. just to be political here now, mm-hmm. isn't the, isn't the, the circus uh, Democrats, because they're very upfront who they are. They're, AOC is an actress. There's people handling her. Pelosi's a, a crime family, long history of it. The most dangerous are the Republicans at the, 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 the establishment ones, the ones that put the ones that put their hand on the Bible and then the other hand in a Chinese bank account with uh, and playing footsies with Xi Jinping at the same time. That's the danger. So, you know, we have our work in hands and, and uh, I wish the Libertarian Party would, would come to power, but they got over. They got um, they got overran, too, with Bill Weld, uh, Hillary's uh, good friend there. Mm. So. I don't, I'm not sure that the, the answer anymore is political. Mm. The answer may be spiritual. Yes. But the financial is obviously going to be answered when the dollar collapses, everything's going to be reorganized. Okay. How about one more question, uh, Patrick, before we ride off into the sunset here on this remarkable Epic nine of the, uh, the Mike and Paul show here tonight. I just love it. Mike and Paul's it's show. It's our new show, yes. yes. We're, yeah, yeah. We're, we're the uh, afternoon show. We're called the Rush Hour Renegades now. It's our new show. Okay. Um, somebody asked, who's Paul? What kind of drugs is he taking? I, I don't who's know. Paul? <laughs> B. Baker and it says, would be weed. <laughs> who, who's Paul, Pat guy? And why is he holding out on us? On the drugs you're taking, why are you holding out? Uh, 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 I don't Patrick. hold out. Uh, on yeah. my show, I do openly smoke yeah. weed. P- puff, but that, but puff, that's pass. because people accuse me of being an alcoholic, and I'm like, I don't fucking drink. I smoke weed. If you're going to call me out or try to expose me for something, would you please just get it right? Yeah, and, and <laughs> exactly. And to, to your critics, Boone's Farm is not being an alcoholic. It's just having it for the flavor. Don't you get it? Okay, uh, here's another one from uh, Deb Banana uh, says, I've been waking people up about uh, Tory spelling and spreading the word. Well, thank God somebody has some because we forgot all about her. Never liked her. Uh, KFED says, beware of Sydney danger. Sydney yeah. danger. Who's Sydney danger? Uh, here's another one. B. Baker says, leave Tory spelling alone. Okay, I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah, poor Tory yeah. spelling. She's got her own issues to be associated but, with but a time she, traveler. She, no. <laughs> but she she was never good on 90210. She should have never been there. Okay, that's just a personal view of mine. All right. Um, here's Nurse Jane, uh, who had a, a wonderful question earlier that I lost. I do apologize, Jane. Please uh, don't, don't uh, class action me. Uh, so we'll get to that. Yeah. Oh, here's another one. Um, okay. So I'll say this one, Jane, this is like panning for gold. I don't know if you have to do this on your show, uh, Patrick, or if you hire someone to do it, it's so difficult. Um, okay. Here's this one. Mark Cruz says real deal is the best adult chat ever. No need for porn goblins on this platform. Thank you. <laughs> wow. It's got there. all the right. It's got all the right components, and uh, yeah. you know, it would. It's going to make a great movie someday. I tell you what. <laughs> well, wait a minute. What does he mean by porn chat? Our clothes are on. What, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> My gosh. Uh, it's, uh, solid get, giddy up uh, says, uh, "Hey, we love beer. Yes, we do love beer." Um, Rage Against the Machine. They're back from retirement. Says Poke Smot. I don't know who Smot is. <laughs> Poke Smot. Uh, <laughs> 
I think he's a little uh, solid again. Says recreational drinking lives matter. Yes, I do have a beer occasionally. That's, I, I, I love it. I love local ones too. Uh, yeah, so as you can see, our audience is uh, very high tonight, uh, Patrick. Uh, you've inspired. Uh, here's a good question. In fact, I'm getting contact high, hanging out with you more. Here's uh, er here's Ernest. Uh, she says, will this help Alex Jones, all this information? I believe it will. It needs to. It needs to. You could get a FOIA request on this. Then I would suggest that he and his lawyers and, and – um, Stuart, Rhodes, Stuart, Rhodes, I almost, Stuart Copeland, I almost said, um, Stuart Rhodes, I haven't, I'm not a name guy, that they look in who was in the Giuliani camp, uh, the Peter Byrne, I think you said, uh, the, the, that character, the guy Patrick, that looks like Patrick he, Byrne. Yeah, Patrick Byrne, I the guy that looks weed, like I him. smoked weed with Byrne uh, uh, in his bathroom at like the presidential suite at uh, on the seventh floor of, uh, of Trump International. And then when he came to St. Pete here in Florida uh, and we hooked up, that was when he, just before he sent me uh, like a list of, uh, uh, answered like five interrogatories that I had sent him. But we had, uh, I'd met him in uh, St. Pete and uh, yeah. uh, with Tori and we were uh, smoking weed. So yeah, Byrne, uh, he's actually quite the libertarian. Uh, he smokes weed too. Uh, well, we really, actually, I, I could never guess. I mean, that that uh, twenty day hangover she right. <laughs> just was fooling me the whole time. You know, and, the whole and time. Think about this. Think about this, Dean. Uh, when he gave his speech, uh, mm -hmm. when he gave his speech at that event on the twelfth in D.C., um, we were hanging out with him the night before. Millie, Gavin, Tori, and myself. Uh, uh, all smoking weed, although Millie wasn't smoking. She was actually like doing most of like the writing and stuff. Uh, but they, they were, uh, they were putting together uh, Patrick Byrne's speech for the next day uh, with Flynn and the rest of them, which is now. Mm. So that speech from the 12th was like largely written by again, Millie and all of these people, right? Wait that's kind of that's going to come back to bite us in the ass. And wait a minute, wait a minute. So hold on, hold on a second. Millie Weaver was a speechwriter. Are, are you kidding me? Are, that's we, almost we the, as bad we as the Carl Rove. I, uh, uh, oh my God, Patrick Byrne write his speech that he gave. Okay, to we, get everybody ginned up. On was the um was was Millie was Millie writing the speech in crayon? Is that what she was doing? No, no, she was okay. Just making she sure. She was the only one not smoking. In all fairness, okay. She well, smoked, she probably so, needs she was the uh, okay, only one we, not that night. We we got one more question here. This will kind of um, end it here. Is uh, in someone says I never smoked weed in my life. I don't believe you for one iota of a moment. Uh, in, but I haven't. I just never inhaled. All right, here, here's another one here. This is a good one to end off of. And, uh, we, you know, we thank everyone for uh, hanging out with us here. Um, thank you. It's just been so unruly, this entire show. <laughs> okay, so this I one's from uh, the playback will be just, it's going to do wonders. Uh, Sheila Thompson says, um, what's the end game? Is Trump going to end up being convicted uh, I'm going to give Patrick uh, the, the final uh, answer to that. I, I would think that the next move is they're going to go after Alex Jones uh, and have him arrested and then and then Donald Trump and Roger Stone. And that's why I'm saying that if we don't call this out now, just like when the YouTube Armageddon happened, they canceled Alex and everyone was golf clapping. Well, first Alex is the beachhead. Then it's going to be people like us and everyone else. 
So we have to get this out. But uh, go ahead and answer that, please, uh, Patrick, as we wind down here tonight. Um, uh, answer, uh, like pertaining to like, uh, uh, what's going to happen, like to, to Trump, if he's going to be, uh, convicted, um, in 20, in 2008, de Democrats cheated in 2012, Democrats cheated. They got the stuff that it was shut down. Their ability to do it was shut down by Facebook. Then Bannon and, and, uh, company figured out a way how to reaccess that data. They cheated. They won in 2016. In 2018, the Democrats figured out that the how how Trump cheated and won using the psychographics, using Cambridge Analytica. Cambridge Analytica, uh, uh, the Democrats then outed Cambridge Analytica, got the company shut down. They then got Facebook fined several billion dollars, and in the process, at the same time, they turned around and built partnerships between Atlantic Council and Facebook. And which tied, which controlled uh, all of the social media, right? And 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 uh, at the time that this partnership was put together, General Jones was the chairman of the board of Atlanta Council. So the guy I built the shadow net for was literally the one <clears throat> that partnered to restore election sure. integrity and to combat fake news. They sure. did. They put together that partnership to control and silence all of the fake bots, the memes, and everything that hmm. Trump and Bannon and Stone had been able to put together to create a competitive advantage uh, against uh, the Democrats and win in 2016. So in 2018, they put together uh, their partnerships and relationships. They basically shut uh, Trump's operation down. I, don't, I think Trump knew <clears throat> probably in January when I filed my KETAM people started figuring out that Trump wasn't going to win because he, he cheated to win in 16. I'm sorry. Right. And so in 20 Biden cheated to win it back. Right. It, it's like every year uh, the Democrats, it's like, it's not the cream rising to the top. It's who cheats better than the other guy. Right. right. And that's how we are ending up with the, the a, a moron sure. like Biden in office with a son who the whole family's completely jacked up. I've seen the laptop. Uh, it's like, oh, my God. Right. Well, um, we, and and told, Patrick, it, it, I'm going to have to have you back for the laptop sure, discussion. Sure. That is a huge one. And uh, I think Patrick's talking about this gentleman here. Yeah. With Jesus. the uh, that's a uh, James Woods classic moment there. Uh, if you recall, right before he filmed Casino, he uh, was doing the Joe Biden impressions at the Tropicana. Uh, we're running out of time, Patrick. And um, I think I left the stove on or something. So I got to go check that soon here in our uh, studio audience. But um, there's so much. I, I don't even want to attempt recapping here. You just If you missed it, just you're going to have to watch the whole thing again. It's just so... Um, it's like we read the Old Testament and the New Testament together in one setting. That's how um, big this was tonight. But uh, I, I want to give you um, the final thoughts here. The final thoughts here, um, Patrick, going uh, closing out tonight and, and what you want to share with uh, this audience. Yes, but maybe start what you want to tell the, the uh, Millie Weavers and Wincy's uh, of the world right now. Before you talk to the audience, go ahead. They're watching tonight. So, you know, <clears throat> um, I entered 
I got sucked into uh, their world, into this game, right? While I had spent from 2007 to 2015 overseas uh, fighting social media, fighting our adversaries uh, using uh, and against social media psychological warfare. These people that engaged me uh, to do Shadowgate, at the same time I'm doing that, these people are building up their resumes and creating careers in America using the same um, uh, uh, tactics and techniques that Al-Qaeda used, right? Um, I came back and I saw this, and I, I it, it, you know... It's been my goal not to sell books, right? I don't write books to sell books. I write books because they control the narrative. They control all the mainstream media. And I thought maybe with a book, you know, you can't delete a book. You can burn a book. But that that usually doesn't turn out. Uh, the optics on that aren't great since the Nazis, right? So um, I'm trying to tell a story and to get this story out and to start a conversation Right. Like I said, you don't, it, it's not a conspiracy theory when you can go to clearforce.com and you can go to their about page. You can see who put it together. You can see what they're doing. And if America doesn't want to have a conversation about that, I don't know. You know, what else can I do? These people have just, I've had my life destroyed. Yeah. All I did, you know, I, I'm sort of a unique individual in the respect that I love my country. I enlisted at 39. Uh, uh, I consider myself a patriot. I trusted mm. Millie and Gavin. That trust was betrayed. I yep. trusted Alex Jones. That trust was betrayed. I trusted uh, all these people, Sarah Carter, Judge Pirro. People are like, why do you always, why do you always, uh, why are you always attacking Republicans? I'm like, because I'm a Republican. I can't, I already know what's going to happen if I go to Rachel Maddow. Are you kidding me? <gasps> Uh, you know, I don't, and, and again, that's not my problem. That's Democrats problem. These are mm -hmm. my problems. And so, and, and so when I see all of these things happening, I just, we need to stop. We need to stop, uh, just blindly following, uh, people that have kept, have, that have been so long telling us, trust the plan, trust the plan, trust right, the plan right. and have done nothing but fail. Right. And right. maybe start listening to the people that have been warning you about them. Yes, yes. And thank you for that. I'm going to give my final thought. Thank you very much, uh, Patrick. Well, here's my final thought on what has uh, turned into an epic uh, episode here at World at War. Uh, in continuing our special series this week, last night, uh, being the Cold Fusion, uh, just fiasco that's unfolding. Uh, you know, a lot of the things that we spoke about here tonight, I have not even thought about in over two and a half years. Uh, so much has happened. But uh, what remains the same is that there is someone who has infiltrated into the wings of uh, independent media, which independent media is supposed to be truthful, honest, uh, you know, imperfect in, in many of uh, the cases and compared to the corporate wing. And it's supposed to be, there's supposed to be a camaraderie through it all. We're supposed to be just supporting each other. But there's opportunists that infiltrate 
and capitalized. But some of these opportunities are not just that, but they're sent there by an intelligence agency or shadowy um, agencies and figures to infiltrate, gain your trust, and then to destroy you. Because that's what it is. That is the old form of to beat the opposition, you must lead the opposition. And we don't do ourselves any justice by sweeping it under the rug and keeping our heads high and pretending it didn't happen. Because you can pretend all you want and be the uh, quintessential ostrich from the Swiss family Robinson. It doesn't go away. When you put your head in the sand, it only festers and it lingers. And for a lot of my life, personally, up in, you know, I have always been the, just let me ignore it. I'm so busy working. It'll get figured out. And I've done that for a lot, a lot of my life. And it's always came to uh, bite me uh, in the backside towards the end. And we have to, we have to call these people out in, in uh, your own way, maybe not my way or whatever it is, but they have to be, they have to, we have to shine a light on these people because doing so we can save lives. We can save careers and livelihoods because if you don't have a career and you've been totally destroyed and blackballed in an industry that you've worked so hard for like myself, then they are destroying your life. What I do is my life. And I, like uh, Patrick was saying, I trusted people like Pete Santilli. I trusted, uh, you know, what I thought was a sweet, innocent girl in Millie that couldn't had you know, some talent to, to, to be a presenter, but is being controlled by a, a very, very nefarious person who she uh, is connected to. And so I know, I know what, what he's saying to be true because it happened to me. It's happened to other people. She's burned other people. We, we don't need to bring the list out, but now they're burning the country. And now is the time to shine the light on these people and be the Paul Revere's that we have to be and tell people who are imperfect. Some of these people are, they're getting burned by, by the, uh, the January people and uh, Millie. Yes. Imperfect. Sure. But if we don't stop and prevent this from happening, then guess what? We're next. Just like we saw with the censorship of big tech in recent years, we all applauded when it was someone we didn't like, but who was going to be there? to stop that from happening to us. So with that said, I, I, I do really, truly, honestly want to thank um, Patrick's bravery all this time of, of speaking out because it's hard. It's hard. Nobody wants to get attacked. Nobody wants to attack back. We just want to be, we want to do our craft. We want to enjoy our lives of, of, of what this is, but, and it's not fun. It's not something we look forward to. However, if we do have to defend ourselves we're going to do it well, and we're going to do it with style in our own way, and we are going to defeat these enemies domestic and abroad that are currently making life living hell. So with that said, uh, I, I want to thank everyone for tuning in on this very special episode of World at War. Uh, so on behalf of uh, Patrick, uh, on behalf of uh, Lisa Duffy, even on behalf of Paul, the uh, imaginary um, guest here tonight, I'm Dean Ryan saying thank you for sharing a bit of your night with us. We'll be back uh, tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the, the day after that. So until next time, always remember to stay tuned and for the love of God.
stay awake. Good night, everybody.